Hey, martinis are working just fine for warming me up. I'm that, that, that does a trick too. Goddamn right. All right, ready? I thought we were already coming. What are we ready for? All we right. Us, Bobby. All right, it's time for our is it semi-annual. Welcome to everyone. We've done this probably three or four times now. Yeah. yeah. It's been a few. Not me, not What'd you say? It's a blast. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we uh, we combined forces yet again for a Christmas holiday special uh, themed. We th- is it We Three Kings? Is that what we went with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, that's a good title. Okay. Well, my name is Snobby Bobby. I got the crude rude dude with me uh, on his uh, on his work telemarketing headset, which. Uh, <laughs> Is that tax write offable for the for the multi use, multi function folks? And then uh, why don't we go around the old mulberry bush here and introduce the uh, welcome to horror guys? Evening, uh, I'm here. I am Lee from Welcome to Horror. Hey, and I'm Chris from Welcome to Horror, and I am Adam from Welcome to Horror. <laughs> He's our he's our resident Vincent Price, um, <laughs> and Roger Corman. Yeah, and Roger he hasn't, Corman. He hasn't done as many different voices lately. They've been a bit he more stable. Do that, he doesn't do that shit for us. He pulls out yeah. all the stuff for you guys. He does. You have to ask. Well, he doesn't tell us either. So I'm listening to one of your episodes, and I'm like, <laughs> Roger, Co- hang on a minute. I don't even tell. I, I don't even tell Adam or Austin whenever we add those. I just keep it. A, it's me and a, Adams. Uh, 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 Adam, not Kuru, did other Adam's uh, special little secrets. We, That's yeah. how Bobby checks to see if I'm even watch, listening to the episodes, is if I know these things <laughs> that he sneaks in that I wouldn't have, that I had no prior knowledge to. Isn't that a really I'm good like, impression that I did, Adam? <laughs> I'm like, I know this one. Like you, trap stream for it? you as well. Like Say that again. Just see if you can catch people out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Tonight, I guess we're going to just talk about, I don't, there's no real rules here. The The theme is our personal top three Stephen King adaptations, like film or, yeah. or, or sketch, I guess, or anthology adaptation stories. Um, mm-hmm. Crude Rude Dude, are you still with me? I, I, I can't tell. I'm okay. here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just CRD waiting. is here. For those of you at home that are just listening, the camera is on the floor, and I see this ominous silhouette, blurry silhouette. <laughs> it's on the counter. It's on my kitchen counter. I'm just waiting for you to spit on your phone. <laughs> it does a pretty good job of focusing on you every so often. Yeah. We need to get some right, right. 3D, 3D it glasses. The, it kind of gives you yeah. the same look as that view from out of like the trunk of a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say going for a promotion. It's POV Goodfellas right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is how the ladies look at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm here. I'm here. And the thing about the Stephen King, like, look, I went through a lists online. I'm like, let me actually, like, look up all the goddamn adaptations. And if we're just talking movies, that's like a list as long as your arm. And then if you start talking about TV movies, not even counting the movies themselves, there's your other arm. You know what I mean? There's just so much media of Stephen King shit. And it's not all good. 
but some of it is really, really, really great. I like to jerk myself off with both arms when it comes to Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> and you can. You really can. You really can. You absolutely have that with Stephen King. And I think he does, that. too, to be honest. Um, Unless a more talented filmmaker adapts one of his films, and then it's like just, you know, he's flashing. So am I, am I correct in assuming that the only movie he directed was Maximum Overdrive? I mean, yep. did it? Did it do so bad that, I mean, it's a great movie. My kid is in, he's enwrapped in it right now. He is in this thing. Thumbs up. You give me a thumbs up right now. So he's over there watching this movie. It's badass. I saw it when I was like seven years old. It's great. It, How isn't is it like insane? It's insane. It's insane. Mm. No, I've, I've only seen it once. I did want to watch it for this, but I didn't manage to. It's, you should well, definitely my, my, have seen it more. It's one of it, it, Lady Jennifer's all-time favorite terrible see, movies. That's it. I seem to remember it was her and Sharon showed it to me. It was like, you've got to watch this. But I, I, know, I, I did not know it was Stephen King. I did not Does know that until, until I saw this list. Maximum Overdrive as their number three? Interesting. So let's start with that as an honorable mention. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. That's called King, a segue. Yes. Top three. My son's top three. He's definitely screaming that this is an amazing movie. So. Now, is your child named after Stephen <laughs> King? Um, I tell him he's named after <laughs> Stephen King. I also tell him he's named after Burger King and the King of Siam. And <laughs> Burger King. King. He, didn't, he didn't believe any of it. Um, so, yeah, he is. He, he doesn't believe some of them. But uh, he is definitely named after Stephen King, 100%. That's it. So real quick, before we jump into our, our picks for this uh, very special Welcome to Everyone episode, uh, let's just go around. Do you, does everyone here, I mean, are you guys really just, uh, what's your kind of relationship with Stephen King as far as his, uh, is everyone read a handful of his books or are we all just kind of exposed to the movies? How does that work? I have to okay. admit, I have yeah. never read a Stephen King book. I've seen... Um, uh, quite a lot of his adaptations. Uh, I watched some new stuff. Well, not some. New, I watched some stuff I hadn't seen for a very long time for this episode, um, but in a slightly different way because I knew we were all going to go for the same ones. I went to the other end of the list, uh, and I went I with quite the a few worst of received well, of his adaptations that I could get my hands on. Which yeah. I, I've come to realize that they that possible all of us some of those in the it best. with that mentality and like nobody's <laughs> well, going to mention the fucking well, dead zone, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> here's no, this I, is, I, I, I want to I do, put I this out there. The um, <laughs> my list is not going to be the seminal classic adaptations of Stephen King. I went very autobiographical as to what is not necessarily a great film, but something that really means mm. something to me. So that's the angle Sometimes I'm taking. they come back. You love that shit. <laughs> yeah, I love Sleepwalkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It means a lot to us. That's why I'm a furry today. <laughs> uh, so... That, so that, one, that, that has been one, one of would, the big surprises for me, Sleepwalkers. I cannot believe that was not mentioned first and prior foremost. to this. <laughs> the great Mick Garris sleepwalker, uh, the one where the cat boy fucks his mm -hmm. cat mom. And uh, <laughs> all right, that's the one. What is it, Johnny and Santos song? What I forgot is the, the guitar, the sleep, the song yeah, yeah. sleepwalk. Every time I hear that now, I just think of cat fucking, and I love that. Uh, it's a classic. You know, uh, instrumental guitar <laughs> piece, but now it's just like no nope, cats <laughs> yeah. having sex, humanoid cats. 
incestuous humanoid cat sex. Well, it's like, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, it? um, Q Lazarus, yeah, yeah. goodbye horses. No, no matter was, what, was that, that is, a that's, song? That's was that like a popular song before things. Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> it was a song before. I don't know if it was a popular song. <laughs> okay, it was a, it was out. I only know. Um, I, I worry. I worry that like Johnny and Santo are rolling in their grave because now when everybody hears the fucking badass sleepwalking guitar, they think about cat fucking. No, not everybody. Know? Just me and you and maybe some other people uh, okay. on this call. Not <laughs> everybody. We haven't tainted the good name board. of that uh, <laughs> that track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyone who's seen that movie, <laughs> that's the thing. It's 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 done the Tarantino trick of like just imprinting that. That's what Mick Garrett on that song. That's Not what that many is. He destroys great movie. songs. Yeah, that movie is fucking terrible. Hey, I love Mick Garrett. <laughs> I don't love that movie though. Uh, <laughs> Come on, Mick. What were you thinking? All right, have we talked about any movies that are on anybody's list yet? No, we got to get the uh, the uh, okay. intro banter out of the way here. Okay. Okay, so um, real quick, I, I just want to say I am not a, a avid reader of Stephen King. I've done a lot of his short stories, Skeleton Crew, I read when I was a kid, The Long Walk, which I highly recommend, The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, mm-hmm. which is a book about a girl being lost in the woods. It's about two, 300 pages, and it's just like, how does he write entertaining literature just about being lost in the woods? And it's fucking incredible. Um, and then I started listening to it, the uh, the audiobook of it, when it phenomenon came back a few years ago with the mm-hmm. movies. It's like I should probably just knock out this book. I've only really seen the Tim Curry version. Um, and it's just like, did it have to be like sixteen hundred pages? I don't think it did. I don't think it needed to be that long. So I got about maybe <laughs> two thirds of the way done. I'm like, I well, think- they gotta they gotta fit the child orgy in there somewhere, you know. Well, that is important that is an important a, does not does nobody know does nobody know that that's a huge <laughs> do not remember that bit. book of it i think everybody knows yeah. that now because oh, they're they listening to us did the timer go off did i set a timer or do, so so i so i thought like so i read some of his books but i was probably 12 and now i'm wondering did we just skip most of the books because it was like me and a few other friends and just read some of the scenes because there's a lot I don't remember from from it, them. and that being one of them. For, oh, yeah, from it, definitely that. And and I'm sure I read the stand and maybe Dark Half. Wow. And Pet I thought C- you were the guy that was like, like new to horror, um, but you're the one rattling yeah, off I, like. Okay. No, no. Right. So so we we got hold of the books. We were. We're able to uh, read the books, but we couldn't watch the films until which later. Is- <laughs> so we were all reading the books, going like, "These are amazing!" And then, yeah, a few years later, like, so Pet Cemetery it was one that I did see. Um, the dark, the dark half of it. Of it. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so, so I did. As cool. far as I know, I did read Crude some Rude of them. Dude, but it was just a very long you're time you're ago. a bigger reader than you give yourself credit for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read a lot of Stephen King back in the day. Uh, mainly the kind of shit you're saying, like all the short stories and stuff. That's my that's my jam. When you can make a complete story in 20 pages, and it keeps my attention, right? But I did read, you know, the Child Orgiet and um, Stand. Just and, that part. Yeah, just you go to what what your interests <laughs> are, right? No, um, I read some of them back in the day, nice. and they were they were decent. I don't read so much anymore. I mean, if they were going to make it in like a they put pictures in it. If they're going to make a movie of it, I mean, I'll watch it. 
The one, one the yeah. one I that stands out to me. I, I wish there was a <laughs> at least some sort of creep show kind of thing uh, vignette about it. But there's one called "Here There Be Tiggers," and I think the skeleton crew about a boy that wants to go to the bathroom really bad in his elementary school. But there's a actual little literal tiger inside the bathroom. Oh, it's uh, hey. very weird. Wow, <laughs> and scary. Interesting. Well, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a movie today that uh, that was a Stephen King adaptation, The Dark Half, which uh, I will say this, boys, this makes my list. This 100% makes my list of the top Stephen King movies, The Dark Half. And at the beginning, the, the main character is an author, is writing a story as a child called There Be Tigers or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Said. Here There Be Tigers. Interesting. Little, little. So that was probably little, the story yeah, that you're nod. talking about. Cool. Yeah. 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 And then Adam, other Adam, uh, what is your background with Stephen King? I've read Salem's Lot, which was quite the fucking mm-hmm. like brick of a book to get through. Um, <laughs> Jesus. I probably, I don't know, probably 11. Maybe so it's starting to make sense now. Reading, yeah, I was like 11 or 12 or whatever. So I've read Salem's Lot. And I've read a couple of, I've read a couple of short stories. Um, but that's about it. The the weird thing is, is um, the, I read recently his short story, Lawnmower Man, mm. because someone said, oh, yeah, the film's nothing to do <laughs> nothing with... Nothing like it. Nothing like it. If, if, if people haven't read it, it's fucking mad. It's grass. It's <laughs> absolute <laughs> fucking madness. Basically, a guy... Yeah, a, a guy comes around your house... And he's possibly Pan, and he, he he's a landscape gardener, and all he does is he just runs around in the nude. On Why was that not part of the movie? The grass. That is that is the story Why of the long. That the title actually makes sense. That now. The, that's the yeah. I mean, I like exactly. the story of <laughs> you know like the character of Job in the movie and stuff, but it's not the book at all. No, apparently at not. All. Does he even have Stephen King's name in that one? Yeah. Like at the beginning, I mean, based on. So so apparently he tried to sue New Line because he was so not close to the book. Steve. Did he he, he sue Kubrick? (laughs) No. Uh, We'll talk about that later. That was a paycheck. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's any kind of license, like if if they're going to adapt a Stephen King story in the even the most remote you know, stretch of a way, they're going to put his name on there to get uh, get people in the seats. I think. cash, cash yeah. flow. Um. Okay. Well. Uh. What was the one you just mentioned there? Uh, crude, rude dude. The dark half. Yeah, I'll start. You want to start with that so, one? I'm gonna start with the dark half. I was gonna. I was trying to think of like what are the best King movies. I got to think of like who's made King movies because there are certain guys that have made a few of them. You know, uh, most notably Darabont and uh, George Romero. So I was like, I was, I was trying to find needful things to watch, but I couldn't find it online. But the dark half was online. I was like, oh shit, I should watch that. The dark half directed by George A. Romero, 1993, I think. And I did see this shit in the theater when I come out, when it came out. So to kind of give y'all just the recap of what is a writer and he's going Richard Bachman style, right? He has a pseudonym that he writes more graphical content. So he makes a whole to do to kill off his other writer, right? But 
when he was a kid, he had a brain tumor, but the brain tumor was actually like an absorbed twin. So there's a great scene at the beginning where they're like doing brain surgery. There's like an eyeball opening up in the kid's brain. So very uh, Takashi Miike in, uh, you know, Masters of Horror. Very George Romero in 1993. So uh, the, the, the evil version of him comes back, starts killing people. It's all played by Timothy Hutton. So he's like the main guy, but also the bad guy. And the bad guy is so fucking great. It ends with a dude getting eaten to death by birds and they're like slowly pecking away his body and it's all just beautiful graphically horrifying gory practical effects um i almost went with creep show you know but i figured somebody else is gonna say creep show and people really need to watch the dark half like this i recommend bobby we need to watch this on the show because it's just that good a fucking movie yeah i think i saw it probably in the 90s it's none of this is ringing a bell though but that sounds very intriguing Spectacular, <laughs> as they say somewhere. <laughs> Who has seen the dark half other than me? <laughs> and Bobby, maybe twenty years ago. A uh, nice hipster choice, Adam. Nope. It's how is it? I I genuinely think I've seen it, but again, I can't remember. I think it must have. I mean, if been I when it came out. Well, if I know you guys, like I think I know you guys, as in like you do a horror podcast, you're gonna fucking love the dark half. Like, trust me, this is. I hope this, if nothing else, the four other people on this line fucking watch that shit because you'll love it. And generally, I think uh, at least giving I, I like non-zombie Romero is usually still fucking primo. So. Well, mm. I've watched a lot of Romero, and the shit that really stands out the most are his original trilogy of zombie movies <laughs> and uh, his, his King stuff. Like his creep show is fucking spectacular, you know? And like dark half is mm. two evil eyes yeah. is all right, but that's still not even like Romero at his best. But when he has King to sink his teeth into it's, it's some of the best shit that's out there, you know, in terms of King adaptations for sure. Mm. Mm. Excellent. Definitely on my list now to watch. Although, although someone did point out to me that it's the same plot as whichever I can't remember which anthology Amicus anthology is. You know where it's the Denim Elliot, and he's a yes. writer, and he keeps it. And you, uh, he, he's a Strangler lot. Dominic. It well, kind of sometimes they come back. Today. I'm like, this is <laughs> oh, like God. a shittier version of the fucking Dark Half. Like. <laughs> King might regurgitate his ideas some, but you know, I mean, the guys make a very good living out of it. They base Sutter Kane on the guy. You got to give credit for that, you know. Mm, Let's not get carried away here, Adam. (laughs) Do you read Sutter Kane? Sorry. (laughs) Today is Mummy's Day. (laughs) Uh, Who's next? Who's up? Well, I I was just, yeah, go ahead, Adam. I'm. I was just going to pause it there. Can I just say that your, um, Adam, your <laughs> Thank you. Do You Read Senator Kane is fantastic. But also listening to the last episode, uh, Bobby. What's up your, too, buddy? You want some the <laughs> cop. Yeah. It's great. That's it. <laughs> we should just, Bobby, Seriously. what this is telling Both me is we need to fantastic. adapt in the Mouth of Madness for the stage. And yeah, we need sounds, to star in it. Sounds incredibly that's, work intensive. <laughs> it does seem like a lot, but imagine what you could do, do with it. a budget and some like construction paper. I don't know how they do theater, but we can make some little crafty construction paper. Yes, mm-hmm. spirit That's, gum and construction paper. <laughs> I've been to a theater production <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get the other Adam out of the way. What's your number three? I guess 
Well, back to what you were saying about sort of not necessarily nostalgia or something like that, mm. but just the sort of connection of when you saw something. So my first one, and sorry to say, I think it, it may not be everyone's favourite, but I think I've got to go with The Dead Zone because it was the first Stephen King uh, that film that I It was I hard for me not to make that my number one because I figured someone would. I intentionally <laughs> kept The Shining and The Dead Zone off of my list so, because I'm like, they're gonna somebody else is going to bring them up because they're just fucking excellent. Excellent. Film. And uh little teaser for later. Remind me, guys, I want to hear yes. Lee's uh, take on The Shining. Hey, I'm interested to hear that too. <laughs> <laughs> you won't you won't need to remind us. Just mention it. <laughs> so I, I don't think I know much about the Dead Zone. Well, Dead Zone, it might I'm not sure. I think the fly was the first David Cronenberg film I saw, but I'm Pretty certain. This is definitely the first Stephen King film I saw, and there was like, I think it was Channel Four had shown the miniseries of It, then they showed the miniseries of Golden Years, which stuck in my head more because they had the Bowie song on the advert, and then they just decided to do some, just show some Stephen King films and everything else like that. And I think I can't remember what it was, but The Dead Zone, and then a couple nice. of weeks later was when I first saw Carrie, mm. and. Yeah, and you know both, both brilliant. But yeah, the Dead Zone. I rewatched it the other day. It's just so fucking cold. Mm-hmm. It sounds so obvious, but it's mm-hmm. clinical. You know, it's because it's Dave Cronenberg, but it just is. It's like reading <laughs> the doctor's <laughs> notes on what yeah, happened. Yeah. It just feels like so fucking real. You know, it's like you're reading Herbert Lom's journal yeah. when you sort of watch. You know, like, fucking hell, this is dispassionate, but fucking massive tragic and horrible things and i'm assuming christopher yeah. walken is a good he's choice never a bad choice oh fuck yeah he's amazing he could play yeah, mother it goose and it would be case, great. Yeah. <laughs> but also also I'd watch that yeah also yeah. martin, martin sheen, sheen as the president yeah. um stilson oh my god just such a just brilliantly a fucker just you know it's <laughs> just can't stick the prick and you're like well done martin because i I like you martin but well done because i fucking hate you as this guy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um yeah and i do i do remember um i mean a few years back because it's always been a connection of cronenberg films with um me and uh lee's brother dean uh when when trump won the election (laughs) i did just message him the missiles are flying hallelujah did it was just and I knew was that uh, Cronenberg's kind of first big budget property to work on trying to well I'm looking at it now yeah, I, think, uh, I don't know I think it was where, where they get you know they gave him some notoriety like like a story that has some and you seems, know budget and uh, actors and I don't know I mean he'd already made scanners you know had he and yeah okay yeah mm. scanners is before dead zone Right. Well, I think this yeah, was the yeah, first studio. And he did a great yeah. job on it. But it, it it when you what you said there, like the fact that it feels like the clinical notes of it, that makes total sense. That's like totally Cronenberg, like all of it, right? Like mm-hmm. dead ringers and the fly, like all of it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah, that description yeah. is body horror. All so. of them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That, right. that 
that combination of him and King as just the thing about Dead Zone is like it made it was, yeah. made, it was made the same oh, year as Videodrome, chilling, yeah. Right? And Videodrome feels a hundred percent like mm. this is David Cronenberg, where the Dead Zone feels like a totally different movie, totally different vibe of movie, right? right. Which is him taking on King, yeah. but it's it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was like the holy quadrilogy. Or well, like, what what's five? What's five? Uh, what would be? Dude, the... it's not a thing. What are you? What are you doing? No, I'm just doing? saying. Like, the, like this is a hell of a, a a run here. The Brood, Scanners, Videodrome, Dead Zone, The Fly, like all in a row. Like that's fucking pretty. But phenomenal. then he did. Mm. But then he yeah. did Dead Ringers and Naked Lunch. I mean, like, he didn't uh, yeah, stop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, the man doesn't kept stop going. Yeah, it's yeah. didn't stop. He does a lot of book adaptions. You forget it, but it's like, Damn you know, because obviously there's this, Naked Lunch, and um, yeah, just loads of stuff that is, History uh, of violence. you know, not his, yeah, yeah, necessarily yeah. his, not his stories. Sort of scripted yeah. stuff. Cronenberg's very yeah. uh, dynamic. He doesn't, he, he, so, he, he'd do more than just body horror, but I think that's what he's, yeah. So I have a question. You made it sound, Adam, as yeah. if there was a certain time where all of a sudden in England, they started showing all the Stephen King stuff. And like, we were spoiled over here with all of it the whole time. Like, is that kind of what you're saying? Like all of a sudden, like, oh, okay, well, the BBC is going to show all these fucking things now that y'all never got a chance. You know, Chris said that too. Like you never got a chance to see before. They were basically Stephen King's following over okay. here was pretty much on video. Certainly into, like, you know, it was people had read him and, you know, but the videos were what you saw it. And in that initial 80s run, I was right. probably too young to get any of the access to any of those. Mm. And then, yeah, it would have been sort of late. It was, it was basically, it was like I say, it was definitely when they'd done it and golden years and they were like, Oh, these are, these are really successful. So we import them over and they were like, right. Oh. And we could show loads of his films as like films. And we was like, and they just, yeah, suddenly it was like, Oh, we're doing a Stephen King season. And, um, and yeah, I mean, and the thing, what I think there was, um, you know, there, there was loads of stuff in there, you know, there was, um, that might, was that the first time I saw The Shining? Probably. So it was just this weird, right. like, but the weird thing was I hadn't watched it because mm. it was kind of like, <laughs> as I'm sitting there, I'm like, and then somehow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then somehow I think it was it was obviously just like maybe it was a year later or whatever like that. But then it was like, oh great, they're showing all these. Things. They didn't repeat it. It I probably would have watched cool. it then. But yeah. But there are still I've so it was from that little season. But I've still got sort of the like movie? Some the original? I've never seen Pet Cemetery. Mm. Oh wow! In, yeah, any any version of Pet hey, Cemetery. What's the kite guy say about me? No kite's really getting up there. It's. Um... <laughs> What's his name from the Munsters? Uh, what's I almost said Fred Ward, but that would work too for some Fred reason. Uh, um, Fred Ward's, uh, yeah, it's Herman Munster. That kite's really good enough there, and then it's just an innocent old man making the observation that a kite is really getting up there, and then a child, the child from Kindergarten Cop, gets hit by a eighteen wheeler big rig on a on a country road. That mm, is pet, that's yeah. the story of Pet Cemetery. Um, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I sure. got a, uh, <laughs> I got my first contrarian, unpopular opinion pick of the episode. Can but we I, all 
Or didn't we I feel like I'm in safe company that? already to bring this up. <laughs> Again, this these are more autobiographical than they are quality. Um, but this was one of the first times I got over the self-consciousness of going to the movies by myself and not feeling like I need to you know, have a friend with me or something. I'm just like, whatever. I don't care. You know, I'll just go to a movie. You need to have friends to do that in the first place, Bobby. I know, right? <laughs> the internet wasn't around yet. Um, <laughs> but actually it was. It was uh, 2003. Lawrence Kasdan directed. Hell of a cast. Dreamcatcher. Okay? Dreamcatcher. This wow, movie, interesting choice. This movie is panned uh-huh. by most people. understandably mind you okay it's not a quality film however it has makes your list it has the the sum of its parts are not quality but the parts are quality okay if that makes sense okay okay (laughs) now this doesn't say i am tom sizemore's in it it's got tom sizemore right tom size listen to this cast lawrence kasdan directed first off the cast is uh, Tom Sizemore, Morgan Freeman, uh, Stephen King regular, Thomas motherfucking Jane, 2003 era Jason Lee, uh, the fake, who I call him the fake Bill Paxton, Timothy Oliphant, um, and, uh, and <laughs> not yeah. Mark, but Donnie Wahlberg, as in the new kids on the block, playing a nice bald, retarded boy alien with psychic abilities. <laughs> Now, oh. now, this all it, sounds bad on paper. No, Bobby's it does. Really no, here, here's the thing with Dreamcatcher. I I am fifty percent convinced <laughs> that Stephen King had access to AI before anyone else, and they just shoved all Stephen King stories into an AI, and it spit out Dreamcatcher because it has your, it has kind of your ensemble cat. It's and then you have Lawrence Kasdan who wrote The Big Chill, I believe. It feels like The Big Chill meets The Blob meets uh uh there was something else i thought of earlier anyway it's a weird fucking movie and it's about a group of guys getting the band back together getting the old crew back together they go on their yearly vacation turns out their childhood friend who turned out to be an alien played by donnie Wahlberg, uh gave them special psychic powers when they were children not knowing why they just kind of used it they just kind of used it to their advantage through life and then all of a sudden they're at this cabin in the woods and, and there's an evil alien presence that has uh, kind of taken over the vicinity of those woods. And it is not good. But um, Wait, why? Why? How did this make the list? Because, not because I love it at all. Damian Lewis playing Jonesy in this movie this- is incredible. All the flashback scenes with the, I call them Kiefer Sutherland bully scenes, even though Kiefer Sutherland's not in this movie. Kiefer Sutherland, Stephen King bully scenes. You got that in there. Um, And then you have like Morgan Freeman playing the kind of like government agent that's blocking off the corridor of the area so that the alien presence doesn't escape. But he's he's doing his job. But it's also like, we're Americans. You can't do this to us. It's that whole thing. Uh, it's It's definitely worth watching. Not a great movie, but my top in my top three. Thank you. I enjoy it. I feel exactly the same. Like it's <laughs> it it's too weird and there's too much crammed right. in. And it's very much a film of two halves. Oh yeah. Um, 
but it's a great hangover movie. If you want something, just put, and just occasionally you sort of nod off and then you let, wake up. Let and me go, put it to you this way. I, I, I like, saw it in the theater by myself, it, had a great time alone. One of the best times I've had alone in a long time watching. How dr- was this before? This was before you could drink. Yeah, yeah. I was like, could that I was like 19 or 20. Um, right. But, and then here's what it is it's the perfect, we used to have, uh, they don't really sell DVDs anymore, but at Walmart, they have this big, giant, bin of unorganized dvds that go for five dollars back in 2003 and dreamcatcher was always in there and um i was like i saw this in the theater i enjoyed what i saw and i still have the uh the five dollar it's the uh the cardboard opening box uh shitty <laughs> yeah 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 ah, i've Jesus. got that version too <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it, they ever made it right, on a proper. No one was. Packaging. No one was asking. It was always for, just in Neely, a paper I envelope. But I, I just think. I mean, as as not great as it is, <laughs> it's weird that it exists, and it's not as bad as people say it is. So I will double down on the hipster contrarian bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won, Bobby. You, well, let's see what Lee and Chris had to say. But I think you won on <laughs> shitty fucking uh, random. Don't don't talk to me until you've seen it, Adam. Go watch the dark half. Go watch the fucking crow body. Yo, okay. it has Jason <laughs> Lee in, in the era like of Damian My Name Lewis? is Earl. Isn't Damian Lewis basically just like Richard Atherton or that other guy? You shut your goddamn mouth right now. He's like the same guy. It's the same fucking guy. Damian Lewis in this movie does the whole schizo thing where someone he's having a conversation with the alien possessed in his own head while he's riding a motorcycle. And it was that scene where I was like, or not a motorcycle, a snowmobile. He's on a snowmobile and he's going crazy and talking back and forth to himself on a snowmobile. One, two different characters, one actor. It's, it's fucking wonderful cinema. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. (laughs) Well, don't be. If you're disappointed, don't come after me. Oh, sounds like oh, no. It just. I think sounds, Lee put it perfectly. It's a good hangover movie. You don't really have to pay attention to it, yeah. but it's very. It has, oh, we're real quick while we're on the topic. Uh, it has shit worms in it. Shit worms. Oh, well, I'm gonna, shit, I, lo- yes. I love. You it. didn't I, say shit worms before. Now I, I love a slimy worm movie. This is totally Stephen different. King's. Uh, Stephen yeah. King's. Uh, what's that? Yeah, it's like Slither or Deadly Spawn. Mm. Let me just get this clear. So there's 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 retarded bald alien people and no, just worms. one played by Donnie Wahlberg. Okay, there's a retarded bald alien person and shitworms. <laughs> he's not retarded. I'm he's sold. just like an alien. But... King sold. King sold. He's in. Yeah, we're gonna watch that. Yeah, we're he's watching a... that after Thank you. Overdrive <laughs> yeah. over, man. It means a lot to me that you said that, Adam. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. I'm, I'm glad I could bring Dreamcatcher as a bonding moment for you and your son. <laughs> shitworms and retarded alien men played by Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> it's a new kid on the block, son. That's what that is. All right, who's next? Who's 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 next? Lee or Chris? Who's next? Um, let's just go left to Chris, right. It's alphabetical order. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, so you know, you completely messed me up with all of this, right? So, so I, you know, I I thought I knew Stephen King. I was like we we decided yeah three kings right okay I'd pretty much know what it's gonna be I'll rewatch them I might not have seen them for a long time then you posted that list and it's like <laughs> what I didn't even know half of these were Stephen King so so no, I thought right, I'm gonna have to watch some of these so I'll, I'll won't say them all but I saw you you mentioned <laughs> Sleepwalkers I thought 
What is that? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> we should just but dedicate I'll, the rest of this I'll episode to Sleepwalker, it. right? And and the oh the opening God, scene. We did that. We've done that. Yeah, no, but the opening scene is the. I know, like, but it's Mark <laughs> yeah. Hamill dressed as a sheriff, and there's there's. <laughs> There's uh, what's the song? Bo Boadicea playing in the background, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna carry on watching this, and and it just gets it gets crazier and crazier, and I was like, I, I, it came off. It, what did we watch? We just watched oh Jason X. These are all so it came off the movies. back of watching that. No, and I was like, horrible too. It's almost Shut like that's like, mouth. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, but well, wait, wait. <laughs> I think there's another one like Jason X that itself away. I, I went through that phase in life as well, Chris, but and eventually you come it. to determine that Nick Garris just doesn't yeah. have any talent. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from others. <laughs> so that's awesome. Oh, so that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. So I don't actually so, know what else he's done, good. but critters, that's good. Um but yeah, so 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 I decided I'm going to choose Sleepwalkers as my third because of just even just because of the opening scene. I was like, yeah, I, I had no idea what Mark Hamill was anything to do with Stephen list. King. You should have That's gone great already. And, 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 and I mean, and, and what? Like, well, well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I might. No, I, like I, might, I, I, I did not expect obvious. us to go in this direction, but I'm glad it has. But, hey, hold, hold, hold on a second as well. Sleepwalkers is the one with. Mm -hmm. All the other fucking yep. directors in it, isn't it? That where there's that one scene where like, I like think Barker, John Landis. Um, is there? Are you sure? Yeah, You're right. Well, like, so Stephen George King appears Romero, in it. Maybe Stephen King appears in most of his. Yes, yeah, well, but a lot of his. Yeah, I've not noticed him in most of them. Then yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't notice him in this. Yeah, we're to say worse. No, but yeah, but so I watched that once. I watched that once like yes, 20 years ago. Walkers that has Joe Dante, John Landis, um, Clive Barker, Toby Hooper. Wow. All in one scene. And Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And so and we've, a group so of we've cats really failed. So destroyed him. Chris, haven't we? <laughs> in the, you didn't spot any of them, did you, Chris? <laughs> No, well, yeah. <laughs> that's not a surprise. But, but I do think this was the perfect film to watch after Jason X because it was like I'm stepping back into a slightly more intelligent. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> no, that's debatable. I'll, I'll, I'll work. I'm working my way up. I mean, I can understand watching it. Step at a time. Watch. Go on, no, no, go on, go on, go on, go on, Adam. Make the case for Jason no, X being, being more I'm intelligent saying, than Sleepwalkers. I can understand watching Sleepwalkers after watching Jason X and thinking that's an intelligent breath of fresh air. But if you literally watch like any other movie before exactly. Sleepwalkers, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, this is not in a vacuum. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. It's all relative. Yeah, I understand. It's, it's all relative. Yeah. No, watch The Dead Zone and then watch Sleepwalkers and be like, why the fuck did I just watch Sleepwalkers? Mm -hmm. So look, look. We'll work our way this, back. This is my we'll third, work. right? We will work our way up from here. He's got. Sometimes I they come it. back. He's got uh, uh, <laughs> the Langoliers. <laughs> the Langoliers. Mm -hmm. Graveyard shift. Let's not forget about that. Longmore <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man Two Beyond Cyberspace. Uh, <laughs> Job's War. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I nearly watched Graveyard Shift today, just because it is. It, in almost every list, it is the absolute bottom of those lists because it's so bad. 
Yeah, I got bored before the end of the trailer at Wait, two hour, at two minutes and twenty seconds. About? I was bored ship, by the, the end of the ship. trailer. So it, oh, I just yeah. I don't, I don't know, know I if I've even seen that. To yeah. be honest, I saw it, but it's not like something that's like on the on the list so much. <laughs> Probably not, but maybe. I did see it back in the day, though. It's probably better than fucking Dreamcatcher or Sleepwalkers, we're being honest. Anyways, what you got, Lee? What you got? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I started, as I say, at the very bottom of the list. Uh, Mick Garris again, uh, unsurprisingly enough. Um, so I watched Riding the Bullet today. Has anybody seen Riding the Bullet? Is this the first time you watched it was today? Oh, no. Uh, no, no. So I bought it about 10 years ago and I watched it and it was utterly forgettable um but it kept coming up on the list as 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 being terrible so I was like oh, I've got that on DVD I'll dig that out and give it a watch um it's one of those films where you watch it and you get to the end and you just go what was the fucking point in any of that it was just completely I'd just like to remind everyone this is the top three Stephen King <laughs> movies. We are doing this list wrong, boys. We're doing this <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay, continue, please. <laughs> so, so the story is: it's a young boy. He's obsessed with death. He lost his father at a young age. His mother has now uh, had a stroke, and he is trying to hitchhike back home to get How to the hospital to see her before she dies. Child, dying um, it was a and, different time. Yeah, it's set in 1969. Um, but yeah, and, and it kind of, so he hitchhikes and everybody who he hitchhikes with is weird, super weird. And then the last <laughs> one is David Arquette, who may or may not right be now. the devil. I'll, I'll be David right back. David Arquette is the um, devil, yes. Oh man, it's, <laughs> it's fucking, it's just such a pointless film. Like, I, I just what? didn't get the point of any of it. Um, and it's just, it's a mess. <laughs> you know, there is no butt coming. That was it. It is an absolute shit show of a film. Um, it's got a 5.2 on IMDb, which I totally don't understand. Who is, I'm guessing there's only four people have voted. And <laughs> so this is your, the one film, of your picks. Or they were the mothers. <laughs> top in the three film. Stephen King movies. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is. Yeah. I wanted to. Yeah, go back and fill in the gap. Basically, I wanted to watch the stuff that I've seen, but made such a little impression well, that I remembered nothing about what, what it. What would you say so is that's a good what one? I... Wait, what's a good one? That's a, I want to know one of the good ones of Stephen King. Because no, y'all, oh, yeah, half but, of this list hasn't sold oh, was, me well, yet. The thing, I was like, <laughs> oh, well, I can't go. Dreamcatcher, Sleepwalkers, and Riding the Bullet. <laughs> I was like, I can't go. <laughs> I was like, there's no point in doing Creep Show because everyone just gushes about that, rightly so, because it's fucking awesome. It is exactly the same. And I have such a, we were saying about personal, you know, connections with film. It, for me, I remember when that came out on VHS, um, I, I was at that age, I was about 13. So I was too old to want to spend New Year's Eve with my parents, but I wasn't old enough that people were having parties yet. So I went to the video store and hired it out and sat on my own in the dark oh, and watched it in my bedroom. And it was one of the best you're, New Year's Eve. You're not talking about Rainbow, you're talking about Creep Show. Fucking right? awesome. Um, oh, it. Okay. No, no, oh, it. Oh, okay. no that's, that's okay. it. The TV miniseries. But that then led me to go, oh, Stephen King films. I've not read any of his stuff. I need to watch more of his films. And the next one that came out, I did the same thing with, not New Year's Eve, but I hired out and made a whole big thing. Um, and that will be next on my list, on my shit list, um, because it was dire. But we'll get to Excellent. that when uh, 
when the time uh, is right. I guess, uh, crude, rude dude, you're next. Top that. I was, uh, yeah, I think that my list is going to differ from all of yours because the movies I picked are actually good. So um, <laughs> I'm going to the two of my three favorite ones, and they were ones that originally came to mind immediately because they've been some of my favorite movies my whole life, are two that aren't even what Stephen King's known for. Um, this one is a 1987 absolute classic. And, and let me, let me give you the cast. There's one person in the cast that all you need to fucking worry about. And that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm Ooh, talking about the running, the running man. man. The that almost made my list. Man. Fuck yes. yeah. Oh, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah. That's a, that's a consensus. I think the running man is, I mean, you got Arnold, obviously legend, so many good movies, but like the running man always gets buried underneath all his other great stuff. Like I fucking love that movie. Love it. It's, it's so good to give you the recap. It is a futuristic world uh, run by corporations, not unlike our own, but the, the prisoners in war, they send them to this awesome game show called the running man where they have to fight gladiators played by Jesse Ventura and Jim Brown mm-hmm. and the professor Tanaka. And, uh, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And Arnold is a good guy, but they, they send him there for crimes. He didn't commit and he escapes. He gets put on the running man and he fucks everybody. Up. It's and, fucking Arnold. And can I just say Richard Dawson known for being the host mm-hmm. of family feud plays an incredible Donald oh, Trump yeah. in this movie. Um, it's <laughs> fucking perfect. And I'm like, yeah, I know he's just playing a game show host, but like he's, he should have gotten way more roles after, after the running man. He, he's a hell of an actor that Richard Dawson. But I mean, after yeah. you do the running man, like what else do you do? <laughs> you I peaked mean, at that like, point. Family food, run, running man. That's a good career. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I, I want that. I want his job. I want to host the purge or the running man or whatever America decides to do with in the next political campaign. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if I ever get arrested, yeah, I right. prefer to enter something like Running Man. Than, like, that seems like great. pretty good. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. There are only two options, really. <laughs> it's it's such a perfect... You can imagine people watching mm-hmm. that show. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, you know, really five, we're four or five years away from having a real were, running man. Um, you know, being brutal. Well, murdered. I mean, I'll tell you what. Yeah, though. pretty much. I prefer it yeah. to the fucking but it, reality. But it looks started. like mm-hmm. it looks like Primera yeah. WWF. I have a friend that's a. Pr- Do you know what I mean? It's got that whole thing where, and the bit where it's like, oh, you win the bold game. Yeah. Everything about it feels yeah. right as just. Oh yeah, this is commercial. Too. I have a friend that's one of those. You know, he's like a producer of those types of like. uh you kind of game show reality TV things. I'm going to pitch this to him. I'm like, dude, just make the running man for just make the fucking running man. But it also has, right it has like <laughs> Dweezil Zappa, Mick Fleetwood, um, mm-hmm. Jesse Ventura, Jim Brown. Like it's, it almost yep. feels like a Canon film. It's like of that era of like late eighties. Like it's almost like over the top, but it's, <laughs> it, you know, it's yes, but good. But you have like those like kind of like over the top, but good. All the weird comic mm-hmm. book characters. Uh, yeah, it, it is an yeah. over the top Stephen King is what it is. And Dynamo is yep. Grossberg from, from, uh, from The Wanderers. Oh, I and, love The Wanderers. Have y'all seen The Wanderers? Oh, mm. shit, The Wanderers. It's not Stephen King, but it's a good one. Yeah. All right. The Running Man. I mean, there's so many <laughs> movies I'm going to have to list when we're done with our lists because 
I know y'all are going to come up with some more bullshit next. All right. Well, yeah. when I w- <laughs> but, but I mean, back to the, I was going to say back to the Trump thing. I literally showed Claire the running man the <laughs> night before the last I mean, election. It's everything. Because it was like this might be my last time. It's, to show it's either you this Richard, world Richard, Richard, Richard Dawson, is. Uh, Biff <laughs> yeah. from Back to the Future, and then uh, Dennis Hopper in the Mario Brothers movie. Like those are your. That's who our president was. <laughs> and, and yes, in, yeah, um, any Dennis Hopper Land just in Death, general, yeah, the fourth Romero one. I love this timeline. I will never. Dennis Hopper just played that, yeah. King Koopa yeah. again when he did that <laughs> fucking Land of the Dead bullshit. Yeah, I mean, uh, who's next? You just said Running Man, Adam. Rude dude. The other Adam. Adam. Uh, Adam. Right. Well, well, the running man was also definitely on my list. So I'm gonna I can I can bump on, bump, bump on so on. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with uh, probably I don't know, another kind of well, one that I don't seem to get a, see get a lot of love until I Googled it and then I saw a lot of people giving it love saying this doesn't get a lot of love. Hell yeah. Um, but I'm going with The Mist. Good choice. Oh. Uh, Frank Darabont. Our first um, good movie on the list. Adaption. No, he, he said The Dead Zone. <laughs> he said The Dead Zone. Okay, okay let, me just, dead zone. let me have, let me just Adam, have the hyperbole Adam, here, Adam. Adam. Same it's, just, it's just for fun. Just making banter. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't let your... Never mind. <laughs> the the right. Adams have formed a gestalt. And... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I just this was one where it was on one night, and that was literally my motivation of watching it. And okay, I went in with low ex- that level of expectation, mm-hmm. and actually, I was like, "This is fucking good." And I don't want to spoil it if people I don't know who's <laughs> seen it, who hasn't. Um, but right, the end. Is yeah, of course, not not. it's Stephen good. It's King's a good ending. ending. It's a good ending, mm-hmm. and. Stephen King basically <laughs> said, "Yeah, and and Stephen King's basically yeah, just yeah. It's said, like when Di- it's yeah, that's the ending there. It's like when Dylan heard all along the Watchtower the uh, Jimi yeah. Hendrix version. He's like, nah, that's how it was supposed to sound.' And like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was what I had in mind yeah. uh, when I made that. But you just uh, you yeah, know, hold on. good job, good job. Well, I... right, Trent Reznor <laughs> and Johnny Cash with her as well. It's that yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, nice theirs now. And yeah, I just remember being because." It's my favorite subgenre of horror, which is it's yeah, like a Twilight Zone episode. People fucking awful, and you, you know, just that that mm. whole sort of thing where it's like, yeah, let's right. put a group of people together because that will end well because <laughs> they won't just turn I, into immediately. It, yeah. it, is, it is a trope, but I think minutes. it's a warranted trope of like the real yeah. monsters are the human. It's it's the monsters come out on Maple Street, basically. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is very Twilight Zone, definitely. And apparently, there's they've re-released it. You know, when they went through that weird period of re-releasing things in black and white, it it is beautiful. Like, okay, yeah. so 
It does, because I mean that's the only issue anybody can have with with the mist. Really, is the CGI does get a little janky over the years, but it still looks good even in color. But no, I did. My buddy bought the black. Bill, my singer, bought the black and white version, and we watched it on Father's Day. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, <laughs> that's a that's a little rib at the end. Did you watch yes, Night of the Hunter it. next? No, but we watched the mist on Father's Day. In the black and white version, I would I would seek it out if I was you because it does like just it adds that atmosphere and with it in black and white the CGI is so much more forgivable. Yeah, but to yeah, I've got the dual version on DVD. Nice. Yeah, where it comes with two discs, a color and a black and white, and I've yeah I've watched them both. Oh yeah, and it's just it's. It's a great film from beginning to end, but like you say, without giving it away, that last one minute of the thing is such a punch in the gut, even when you know it's coming. It <laughs> I love it. Horrific. I love it. Well, I and you know, it. I wanted to mention too, like, this is Darabont. Like, that's one of Frank Darabont's movies. And he works very closely with mm. Stephen King. He's made some of the best adaptations. I'll get to that in a minute. But um, yeah, and so I'm sure... It's okay for King to be like, yeah, Frank, you did a good job. You did a good job on my my ending. That ending is better. But did yeah. a hell of a job. The mist is tremendous. Your list has been great so far, Adam. Great. I like Can't Chris. So I like Chris's list the best so far. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. As as has yours, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really yeah wait, wait for it. All right. Well, um, again, this is one is also super personal. It's one of the first times that. And I'm not, let me preface. I'm the king of prefaces. You know, when you like, you're really into a book or a video game or a movie where if you're not playing it, reading it or watching it, like if you're at school or at work, you're like craving it. You're like, I just want to get home and fucking watch the rest of that. Think, yeah. And this is one of the first <laughs> times I experienced this. This is a mini series directed by one Mick Garris. Oh, um, great. Here we go. Called The Stand, which, mm-hmm. um, is not that good, but um, <laughs> here we go once again. <laughs> it, it was, I had okay, so my friend's older brother had it recorded off TV after I'd already watched it, you know, live on the broadcast of it. It was one of those things where it's like, you know, the binge watching stuff nowadays really t- draws from this where they just kind of jerk you off and then throw your cock uh-huh. down at the very end and you have to wait till <laughs> the next episode. Um, and, and that's kind of the first time I got like televised blue balls, I guess, is from Stephen King's <laughs> The Stand. And uh, just, and, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go. Wait, wait, uh, I'm making notes. Speaking of blue balls, um, some of my <laughs> like first formative year crushes are in this movie, which is um, um, what, uh, uh, Gary Sinise. No, it's um, <laughs> uh, Molly Ringwald as a brunette. <laughs> Okay, mm. which was interesting. Uh, Laura San Giacomo, I think she was on Just yeah. Shoot Me, but she has the gap in her tooth and now I have like a gap tooth fetish now, I think, because of this movie. <laughs> and then, of course, my favorite uh, uh, screen queen, Shawnee Smith, has a cameo in it as well. But this is just your... Uh, oh, and then the guy that played Randall Flagg is phenomenal in it. It is it is like the first experience of binge watching, and if you haven't seen the stand, it's basically a post apocalyptic. You know what we basically lived through, only not everyone died just now. Um, basically, where that could have gone, um, and again, more of like the the not just the the real monsters or the humans, but the way that 
good and evil separates in those types of, and it becomes this hyper uh, dualistic uh, conflict between good and evil after most of the world dies off. And again, Mick Garris directed it. Take that for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, he's made this list more than any other director so far. Yeah. Strangely enough. Yeah, it's, it's just it, it just didn't age great because it's nineties mm. early nineties television. That's it's early nineties tele it's early nineties US television. That's the thing. Like this was I asked my mom and this was her list. Her the number one was the stand because mm-hmm. she loves it. It's great. It's a great adaptation of the books. The book is yeah, it's fantastic. But my whole just so y'all know, like I was telling my mother this today as we were watching the dark half that the whole reason I even have a podcast and into horror movies is because of my mom, because as a child mm-hmm she would be watching all these horror movies and I would like watch them with her. And so that's now all that I watch, but, uh, the stand is great. It's just long. It's got a uh, max headroom as the trash. Matt Frewer. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Matt Brewer's Rob trash Lowe. Awesome. Oh, Dauber yeah, from Lowe's coach. Uh huh. All the stars, all, all the, the stars. Star- Dauber from coach early and 90s. pre Lieutenant Dan, Gary Sinise. I mean, <laughs> You know, I was thinking when we were going into this that we were going to be talking about directors, like how certain directors would show up repeatedly, and I had no idea it was going to be Mick Garris that we were going to be fucking. (laughs) (laughs) That was that that never came into my mind. I, I, in in mostly Jess, I consider Mick Garris a hack, but he has created so many movies I love. So, (laughs) if Mick Garris is listening, I love you, (laughs) and I love that you look like an old witch woman. I, uh, I've, <laughs> I've got to say, my, so my personal connection with this film, which I'd kind of forgotten until I was looking through the list for this. Um, so we talk about like the ultimate party movies. Oh, yeah, you get this film, you put it on when you've got a load of friends <laughs> and you're all stand. drinking, you're having a great... <laughs> I, I had a load of friends one night and we all finished at a nightclub and none of us were ready for bed. Um, and <laughs> someone went, oh, let's all go back to so-and-so's. And we got back and they had hired the stand on two VHSs from the local store. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we sat up until the sun came up drinking and watching the stand and totally ruined what? our fucking evening. It's like eight hours. <laughs> I know, you watch the whole fucking eight hours. Every thing time I had the, I had uh, the two VHS growing up and every time I was homesick from school, I was like, well, I guess it's going to be a stand day. And that's when I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> watch the entire thing in one sitting. And it's, Okay, it's all right. It's bleak as fuck, <laughs> right. is what it is. It's horrific. Uh, Chris, you would, uh, Chris, if you haven't seen I'd, it, I'd, I'd love it. This is your new Christmas day yeah, movie. Yeah. You would love yeah. it. Chris, you've read the you've read the stand, right? Well, I, I'm I'm fairly certain I have. But okay. I, like I said, I said, you know, we may have read certain sections of all of the books. The best bits, probably. Right, right. A lot of the like hardcore Stephen King fans of the books that I've met through the years is just like the stand is a fucking masterpiece, but mm. Um, mm. apparently the miniseries does not uh, do it as well <laughs> justice. Wait, so Lee, you don't like the stand? I know. I I think it's a very good film, <laughs> uh, but it's again, it's one of those like. It's a great film. I'll never go back and watch it again because it just leaves you feeling <laughs> horrible and dirty. It's like and irreversible. And... But you'll go watch Riding the Bullet again, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, God, no. That DVD is going straight <laughs> in the bin. I'm so dumb. <laughs> the problem is, I'll make the same mistake again in five years' time. I'll go, oh, yeah, that's on the shelf. I should probably watch that. And then I'll just go, what the fuck have I just done with an hour and a half? <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned this was a party movie in your experience. Like, this is the, like, sit alone, home alone, by myself movie, I think. But, um, 
Yeah, it's 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 very uh it's uh it's comfort food for me more than anything. Lee has the unfortunate thing of he has a lot of friends who really like bleak shit. <laughs> and I include myself in that statement. Yeah, I was about to say. And but <laughs> I do know that Lee once had like a just a few people over and apparently someone brought Antichrist as a party film. Oh. Wow. Like the Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier. That's a party movie. They didn't for watch sure. it. But... <laughs> That's a first date movie. <laughs> Luckily, I managed to talk them out of it. And I, I can't remember what we watched instead. But yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, this is definitely not the, the vibe. <laughs> You do seem to pick people. the wrong friends, Lee. Really, you went you? with the, a Serbian oh, no, film want... instead. <laughs> like, what goes wrong there? <laughs> Oh. Also, this again, Channel Four over here were the people who showed all the Stephen King miniseries, and I just re- all I remember of the stand is the fifty-minute like preview with "Don't Fear the Reaper" over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the one that was just, and, but that was just <laughs> on every ad break that they had. <laughs> yep, yep. And even in the book, at the very beginning of the book, it's they quote he quotes Blue Oyster Cult. I'm like, oh, how profound! It's the Blue <laughs> Oyster Cult lyric before the Stephen King book. Deep. Um, all right, uh, who would be next, Chris? Chris? I think I'm next. All right. So as Lee just said, he may never watch The Stand again. There's a good chance I may never watch my next two oh, again. Oh, good. Right? And yeah, I've still picked These them. are not the best. These they're are not, not the best. best. They're not. But I still have a lot of Stephen King to watch, clearly. So I'm picking the ones that I happen to have seen that <laughs> I like for some flyer. reason. I, I have not seen that. But <laughs> Don't. Don't. Well, I wait, wait till till I do so. No, we, we have mentioned do this it. one as well. Yeah. It's like sleepwalker, sleepwalkers quality. You'll love it. <laughs> You'll love it. Right. But but like you know, like we're doing, it is personal. That's why I've picked this one. So so I'm going for the lawnmower man. And lawnmower man. I, I would say this this film makes you ponder deep questions like what is consciousness? <laughs> can we can we enhance our brains Neuralink style like yeah. Elon Musk? And did I just see a lawnmower flyer? And, you know, it's like, it's, it's like at the time when, uh, like when this came out, I was properly, like I was into computers more than anybody else I knew. Like I knew one other person who had heard of freaking blue boxing, hacking, using hex editors, like all that stuff. Nobody else knew what the hell I was talking about, right? Using, going on bulletin boards using a, what was it, like a, a 2400 board modem, you know, and you're getting the characters coming down. And like, and so I was always looking for cutting edge technology. And this film, I knew nothing about that? it. Like it, it came on, I think it's I was not on a, a bad plane. movie. I, I tell you what, I think I was on my way to Florida on a plane and it was playing and I was like, I'll watch this. And, and it, it blew my mind. I was like, not only has it got unbelievable graphics, it's all about VR. Like, mm. and I've been dreaming about VR existing. And and then it's all about enhancing your brain. I was like, this is this is mad. And 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 it's got horror aspects as well. So yeah, f- like at the time, it really it ticked every box I could possibly want from a film. And yeah, I was blown away. Chris, clearly, if- clearly it has not held up. Chris, if you happen to be um uh, have a startup? I'd like to invest. A tech, a tech startup. I'd like to invest in you. 
company. Uh, you should call I think, it the lawnmower man. <laughs> I think I've reached the point where I would highly recommend you don't invest in anything I do. But okay. yeah, <laughs> I, I appreciate. I appreciate. Yeah. I like to roll the dice. <laughs> the faith there, yeah. Um, but no, uh, you know, like I mean, it, ha- it has Jeff Fahey in it. I mean, it's got that going for it. Pierce I, Brosnan, I do love me the second Fahey. worst James Bond. <laughs> oh, it has Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was never a huge um, Bond fan. That's pretty bad, isn't it? But no, it's not. You're fine. <laughs> I only like, as with Stephen King, I only like the shit Bond movies the best. So, um, <laughs> yeah. anyway, yeah, Lawnmower Man. I haven't, I haven't seen that in so long. But I, I mean, I don't ever remember it being uh, like it's better than Sleepwalkers. I know that much. <laughs> there you go. See, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving upwards. Yeah. You got a hierarchy going on, it's, and yeah. you've got the VR sex scene that was the bit that every, <laughs> like, every show used to, like every clip show would be like, and this is cutting edge, and then yeah, cutting edge. <laughs> All right, like, really, one thousand in a point now. Yeah, a blowy from a T one thousand. That's pretty much <laughs> the lawnmower man. <laughs> mm, Robert Patrick. <laughs> Robert Patrick oh. now. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> looks he's like some man. skeleton out of beef jerky. He's, yeah, at <laughs> least he's getting work. I'm glad he's getting work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Look, Lee, I'm sure you're going to improve things for us. Yeah, from the lawnmower man. Take it up from there, maybe. Okay, it's so I, I might be wrong, but I have a feeling that this is one of the films that... Uh, the American contingent have regularly rubbished uh, and quite rightly so. So as I said, I saw it uh, and was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I know Stephen King's done loads of stuff and I know loads of his stuff's been uh, adapted. Uh, And then not long after I'd seen that, Sometimes they come back came out at the... uh, This made the list? This made the list? Oh, fuck. I watched it. Oh, fuck. I watched it. Um, yeah, I just it's it, but the, the the funny thing is, it's got so many of his uh, like well known tropes in it, like the whole uh-huh. 50s greasers, uh, mm-hmm. and the you know, like the older teenage boys who are just like like they're always so out of control, like almost trauma level of just it's not a bit of bullying and a bit of you know pushing over younger kids in the dirt or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's stabbing them. Kids, boys will be boys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, Mass I murdering this, children. I watched this with my mom today, and I was like, you know, mom, uh, after all the shit I watched when I was a kid, like the threat of greaser bullies was nowhere near as serious as I yeah. thought it was going to be. You know? like <laughs> yeah. I was as, really it's like, it's, worried it's like about greaser bullies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, they never happened. Hair. It never materialized. No ghost fucking greasers ever bothered me, you know. It's also fucking that weird thing that they get now when they're adapting Stephen King. They change the timeline because they're like, oh, well, we want to set it now, so we'll set right. the past in the 80s. And it's like, mm-hmm. but anyone dressed like that in the 80s was like in happy days. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. fucking... They weren't toughs then. Yeah. yeah they, they weren't were... toughs. Yeah. Yeah. I... So, I mean, it's... It, uh, and it's it's such a ludicrous. It's funny because I, I sort of I watched it and then um, I, I was chatting to Lady Jennifer earlier while she was cooking, and she was like, "Oh, so what films have you watched for tonight?" 
um, and I mentioned it and I kind of told her the story and she was like, right, so let me get this right. So the ghosts of children just turn up in his class. In his classroom as students. Yeah. And everybody can see them and everything's perfectly fine. And nobody asks where they've come from or, and I was like, yeah, no. That's it's inclusivity. Fucked. Like it, yeah. They were transferring yeah, 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 Fucking sick is what it is. It, it, I've yeah. got one just like it that right. belongs to my wife. We should start um, a gang <laughs> of, of child bullies. Child bullies. Go stab children and get hit by I was going to say, you must have a flick knife in the pocket, Bobby. That's uh, uh, no. Or is it going to be one of those ones where you scare them a bit and then it's actually a flick comb and you just do your quiff? <laughs> do your quick I, I actually have one. There. I have a butterfly knife, but it's not a knife. It's a bottle opener. See, I don't really have any hair on the top of my head, so I just use a real knife. That's just what I pull out. (laughs) Wow, nice. Yeah. (laughs) That's how I play. I like to to pop it out and say, what a dance. All right, this thing's super hot. (laughs) I just, I can't understand. I believe this film's got two sequels as well. (laughs) Two sequels. Sometimes they come back again. Sometimes they come back for more. They're all on Tubi right now. I was... If, if it had been better, I would have watched the sequels, but it was fucking terribly. It was. It was awful. So I don't know how they made more. But anyway, yeah. So uh, so that was my next movie. And I, I had a feeling that you guys hated it. So I wanted to they watch it to it. work out why. Um, yeah. And the answer is because it's dog shit. So, so yeah. <laughs> can we, let's take a pause on, on the the overall theme and thesis of this episode that I'm I'm gathering here. We've are we, are we saying up. that Stephen King is hit or miss? Or, or even yes. the misses are uh, like, uh, you know, watchable or like there's Somebody something, likes there's them. something about the shitty Stephen King that resonates with us for some reason. Yes. I don't know. Yes, it is. Like even, I think that you're right. I think that's what it is. I think even his bad stuff, oh, no, let me rephrase that. Even when his, his stories are badly made. Mm. There's still something about them that mm-hmm. ends up being highly entertaining. Yeah, bullets. Um, yeah, there's something um, there. I I will um I will gentlemanly disagree uh, <laughs> because there's two movies that have been mentioned on this list: Sleepwalkers and and sometimes I never want to watch again. They're terrible. <laughs> They're fucking terrible. Like hit or miss is not beyond. I mean, when he hits, it goes out of the park. When he misses, good god. It's like you're getting beamed in the nuts when he fucking misses, you know? Like, it's it's not good. It's not, not just a miss, good. but a blow to the testicles. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen King was good. always, like, like I say, it was a video thing over here, so right. it was the potluck of who had the best poster. You yeah, start yeah, yeah, watching, yeah. sometimes they come back because it had a better poster than, you know, another well, it looks like this, Christine. So you go, oh, yeah, Christine was great. It's going to be just like that. And then right, you go, oh, right. no, and it it's isn't. Not, it's yeah. not. <laughs> That's very interesting. So wait, are I... you saying that Christine is better than sometimes they come back, Lee? I really Christine? like Christine. Christine's oh, Christine. okay. fucking awesome. That almost oh, made my list. It seems as if like you made a top three list of like his best movies. You think Christine would have made that list? 
I've got, oh, yeah, well, all these, all these best ones, <laughs> you know, I was like, they'll all be taken. I want to do something different. I'm, well, I'm, you I'm, all have yeah. the same idea. You all pick shit, okay? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> well, I will say, okay, I'm looking at the all 52 Stephen King movies ranked on Rotten Tomatoes. The shittier ones do have generally pretty badass posters. Graveyard Shift. Yeah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. We'll skip past Thinner. I don't even want to talk. Maximum <laughs> Overdrive. Uh, great poster. Great poster. The Mangler is pretty cool. And mm-hmm. uh, Sleepwalkers. So there you go. Now the dark half poster always stood out to me. It's like purple, and mm-hmm. there's like birds, and there's like a half yeah. a dude's face on there. Yeah. That one always stood out to me as a kid. Like I, the dark half like stuck with me throughout my whole life because it's such a great, excellent fucking movie. Watch it, people. <laughs> but uh, but uh, to get back to my, because it's back to my turn, right? Back mm-hmm. to my turn. Sure. So I'm gonna talk about another good. This this is probably this is the number one, and like this is all seriousness. This is like, in my opinion, the best Stephen King movie. Um, again, it is out of character for what Stephen King is known for. And if you didn't know it was a Stephen King movie, you never would fucking guess. Um, another Frank Darabont fucking masterpiece, The Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Shawshank, don't, y'all. Don't taint this conversation with quality <laughs> film, Adam. Oh, God damn it. I thought it was. I thought this was what we were supposed to do. The wrong memo, guys. No, no. I'm I got the wrong fucking memo. Someone needed to bring up the non-horror stuff, and this is a great pick. This was and in my original list, definitely. But, I, yeah, I good. had no idea. I had no idea it was Stephen King. I like it. Right. You wouldn't. I don't. Yeah. Wouldn't know. So, but it, he, yeah, he, absolutely. He, he is much more than just horror, because you have Shawshank, you have The mm. Green Mile, you have Stand, Stand By, by Me. me. Oh, um, masterpiece! He yeah, does. A, he does a good yep. thrill. Like, uh, the, the, yeah, the I didn't JFK know Green Mile was. Great. I haven't seen Stand by Me. Oh wow! You what? Stand by Me, <gasps> dude. Honestly, it's spectacular. It's so good. Do you like yeah. bullies? Do you like greaser bullies? <laughs> <laughs> Down by you the train tracks. I'm, I'm getting a thing for them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It grows on you. you it's like me and Gary, King Gary Sinise. <laughs> So the Shawshank Redemption is about a guy who's uh, who's sent to prison um, for crimes he didn't commit, and the years of abuse and hope that he deals with to eventually escape. Starring Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman. So, would you rather be in uh, the Shawshank prison or the Running Man? Uh, uh, <laughs> running Man, Running Man, yeah. all day long. This would yeah. be more fun, I think. Yeah, because you can you get decapitated more uh, easier in the Running Man. I want to get my head cut off. I'm gonna go. You don't need yeah. years of strife behind bars and digging your way out. I did love the way he manipulated his his way into favor. Though, uh-huh. like, I mean, it's yeah. It, I don't think I'd seen a film, you know, that complex before that. I can't think what it was, but that just grips you all the way through as he's just being the most sensible person in prison ever. Even though right. he was innocent, I mean that's like that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. He still stayed calm all the way through. Still stayed calm. Did what he had to do. Yeah, there's nothing more horrifying I mean, yeah. to me than prison. To be honest, mm. I'm not yeah. interested in that whatsoever. I'm Again, this shot redemption on right now. <laughs> this was another one of those films that I never saw. Like everyone was raving about mm. it, and I never saw it. And then, yeah, maybe seven or eight years ago, I was sitting with. Lady Jennifer one night and I said oh yeah I've, I've never seen Shawshank Redemption and literally she was like right well we're stopping everything the night <laughs> right now until you've watched it oh yeah and it's just that shot at the end is one of the great man. iconic you know when he's in the rain and everything like yeah 
it's up there with like i don't know nikki rooney and breakfast at tiffany's you know i mean the movie's also got like <laughs> william sadler it's got clancy brown it's got clancy mm-hmm. fucking brown y'all you know like that's this yeah. is a lot Anything Clancy's in just quality. It's the seal of quality is Clancy Brown. So yeah, Morgan Freeman is not bad. Not bad. He's not bad. He's not bad at all. He's pretty good. He's no Clancy. I like the the speckles on his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, it's like I got some freckles too. It's like it's like we're brothers. And and I think I think I saw this just or not long after watching Jacob's Ladder. I I Mm. think that was the way around it went. Um, uh, but anyway, in my head, I loved Tim Robbins at the time. And yeah, was blown away by how good he was. He's, he's a, I don't he's think a fantastic actor. I don't think I've seen much else of him though. Uh, quick side he was note. In that... Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Sorry, if you're no, Tim no, Robbins, what I was gonna say was Jesus um... fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's funny at all, gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry. No. <I'm> just... <laughs> Adam, are you go still ahead, there? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. You're good. It doesn't even matter. I'll, I'll DM Chris after this. It has nothing to do with this. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say because I was just fucking with you. It was great. I, I, I didn't even have a, I don't think I had a point to make, being honest. I was just going to be an asshole. That's a change of pace. <laughs> and it worked. This machine just called me an asshole. <laughs> Maximum overdrive, y'all. Play it now on Tubi. Check it out. Actually, if you haven't, has, has everyone seen the trailer for Maximum Overdrive where it's just Stephen King fucking fizzing with cocaine? Yeah. Telling so. you it's the most dramatic thing. These are, watch it. It's more terrifying than anything else on our list. Yeah. Wow. It's better than the, 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 the trailer for Maximum Overdrive is objectively better than the Langoliers. I would say so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, a lot of people shit on Maximum Overdrive too, and it is a fucking awesome movie. Like, it has got everything in terms of explosions, killer cars. It's just fucking great. It's Stephen King doing exploitation as well. It's just yeah. fucking weird. Like, it's, it's like a seventy. It's a seventies grindhouse movie, but it's Stephen King in the eighties, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. Lisa Simpson's in it. Yes. Yeah. I, I told King when I was Whoa. watching King, I was like, listen to her voice. I'm like, that's Lisa Simpson. He was like, oh my god. He just he went back in his room just now because Maximum Overdrive ended. But he watched the whole goddamn thing while I've been recording this. He I want to go to the crude, rude dude indoctrination it. camp so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be my daddy? Yeah, well, just don't say it like that, Bobby. <laughs> oh, no deal then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, never mind. No, this isn't gonna work. All right. <laughs> all right, who's next? Adam, what you got? What you got? Give me something good. I know we're gonna get a good one here. I know I'm going we with. Uh, well, I'm going. I'm going miniseries. I All think right. there is something to be said that some of the best stuff is the miniseries because his books are so fucking enormous that mm-hmm. it kind of the short stories adapt them as mm-hmm. films, mm-hmm. and then the rest of it has got to be series. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've gone with uh, the classic, the 1979 Salem's Lot. Hell yeah! Mm, fuck oh, yeah! I didn't even fuck think about yeah. that. Oh, I thought Toby uh, Hooper. Toby yeah. Hooper directed oh, that man. shit. James Mason being an utter bastard. It's very good. And um, yeah, I I had a rewatch of it uh, just this week. And like, I think uh, Claire like really enjoyed, enjoyed watching it with us. And back to that thing of amazing posters, that fucking video cover. 
oh, of yeah. just the house with the silhouette oh, of Barlow over the top of it. Real badass. Which has basically become Ghost's entire album art. Yeah, yeah, that's their whole fucking thing. They stole it from that. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And yeah, just so many sort of just really well done and truly terrifying moments in that movie. Yeah. The bits that everyone talks about with the with the kids coming to the windows is mm -hmm. rightly brilliant. But also when Barlow crashes into their kitchen and he's like a He's literally a thing on the floor and he's like it reverses out into being him stood there and yeah there's a and apparently uh well not apparently i've read the bloody book but um in in the book like he's much more just a straightforward typical vampire he's talks and you know he's not nosferatu and I mm -hmm. think that that's the best thing they did with the, with the film is just with like making him into Nosferatu, yeah, just fucking yeah. straight up Orlock. It's fucking great. Yeah. So you've got you've got Barlow just doing the the weird familiar thing with uh, is he in, is he invulnerable to bullets? Why has he got super strength? But he goes out in daylight, and you know, obviously that's just Fright Night and thousands of others from it. Um, I do love Fright Night. Yeah. Yeah. And also just the fact that Toby Hooper, I'm never inviting him to decorate around my house. Because he manages to make greasy squalor a fucking art form. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah, it started with Texas squalor. Chainsaw Massacre, but that house that he's in, I'm like, how does James Mason stay in this house? His suits yep. would become mildewed and disgusting. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just fucking great. And you get three hours of it, which is right. without feeling like you're getting three hours of it, weirdly. Excellent. Mm -hmm. It is, but you get I mean, the entire film in the first two minutes as well. So I I, yes. I started watching it and I put it on and you got like that quick rundown before the titles. And I was like, mm. okay, was that the trailer? And I was like, no, no, they just told you everything that's about to happen in the next three hours in the first three minutes of the film. But somehow it still works. Like it doesn't it detract works. from it. And I don't know. But yeah. Because that's... That's something we don't tend to get over here. I know that certainly, like American telly, I've seen from like the, that sort of period. You know, it'd be like Columbo; they'd give you like a highlights reel right at the start mm -hmm. of it. Before what the what happened, and you, here's what they're going to figure out throughout the course yeah. of this, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not something that they did over here. Which is just a so at the start of Salem's Lot, like you say, you're just like, is this what? Is, is this catch up? Have I put the wrong disc in? Have I? <laughs> Am I watching the previously on? And um, yeah, it's just. Um, and it, but, yeah, again, no, because just... It, it's because it does that showing you the post section before it shows you what mm. you're about to see. So you see them in Mexico preparing to do battle and then it gives you the run up and you're just like, yes. what? like, I don't know what timeline I'm in now. And then. You kind of forget all that until you catch back up to it two hours later. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really strangely constructed um, uh, miniseries, but it somehow works just because it's it, it's genius and it's it's so beautiful to look at. It's yeah, I really think that is the OG uh, TV miniseries of Stephen King. You know, because mm. that was seventy nine. Like that was yeah. Mm, yeah. That was a big deal. Like when it would, I mean, that was before I was born, but I know just from my mother being a Stephen King hound, but like I know that was a big deal because everybody knew about Salem's Lot when I was. Is your kid. mom's like, name Cujo? Yeah. 
Sorry, Bobby, it was right there. I had to take good. it. She's a Stephen King <laughs> hound. Really good fucking, not even a good fucking <laughs> joke. Not even a good joke. Anyways, um, that was pretty funny. So, uh, no, <laughs> thank Salem's you, friend. Lot was a big deal before, like the late eighties when it came out and gold and all yeah. that shit started happening, like in ninety, you know, and like that. The early nineties in America was just all Stephen King on TV, but it had been done the best by Toby Hooper, fucking, you know. 20 years before, the, 10 years before. The 70s has the seventies and early 80s has a, a handful of like very uh truly scary miniseries, I think. Like there was like gargoyles and um Don't mm. Be Afraid of the Dark was kind of fucked what? up. And what are you about? the 70s miniseries, Adam. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then uh what was the one, the Steven Spielberg one about the truck? That was a, well, that was made for TV. It wasn't a miniseries. Oh. But, uh, what Duel is that? was made for TV. Duel was made for TV, I believe. Mm. Duel's so, badass. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Salem's Lot. So, I mean, I just feel like there was like, it's almost, and I think Wes Craven even did a really fucking scary made for TV movie in the 80s. As, I don't know. It's just like, well, we don't want to give you a budget and do a wide release. So you can just make this horrendously horrifying movie and put it out to the general public on non cable on television. Yeah. <laughs> God bless them. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, Adam's well, done a good job here then. Yeah. Three, three great choices. Yeah. Three great choices from Adam. The Adams have delivered tonight, I think, folks. Let's see what. See, I, was, see what I was able to bump because uh, I was able to bump because Adam also put the running man in, which would have been my third. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I, I'm hearing things that like. Uh, I looked at the list online or whatever, and a lot of them, like they're only just mentioning movies and I completely forget about everything like miniseries. And I'm glad you said Salem's lot. I don't even know why I didn't even put that together, but Salem's lot. I mean, you, um, did, you did say the stand, Bobby. That's a TV. That's true. Series. That's true. Well, <laughs> either way, um, this one's a real movie. This is my, I guess, number one. None of these for me were in any particular order. I don't think, but this is a Christmas episode, and my rule is if the movie has snow, it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes. And um, I watch this every Christmas, produced by, uh, uh, I believe, William Goldman, of, uh, of uh, or written by William Goldman and Stephen King of Princess Bride fame, directed oh. by Rob Reiner of Princess Bride fame. Oh. Uh, starring James Caan and Kathy Bates. Oh. Uh, misery. Oh. And I feel nice. like Misery is one of the, this is 1990. I always consider the 90s as being this amazing revival of just thrillers, like like just uncomfortable mm. thrillers. Um, you have everything like, after that was like Signs of the Lambs, Malice, uh, The Hand mm. That Rocks the Cradle, even like stuff like Basic Instinct, like that kind of like, kind of, non-supernatural just very evil fucked mm -hmm. up people um <laughs> but misery i just i just you you made the joke earlier adam about putting in the mouth of madness to the stage but i really think you could do a hell of a job putting misery to the stage uh especially i'd like to see a director on the stage do the hobbling scene somehow <laughs> yeah so, so is, it, awesome. is it essentially all in one in the bedroom more or less. Most. I mean, it's in the house. Okay. It's probably... There's a bookstore, and you got to be in a car, and in the yeah, house. It's probably 85, 90% of the movie, though, is just James Caan and Kathy Bates, crazy-ass Kathy Bates, uh, <laughs> being crazy. And, and James Caan trying to finagle his way out of this situation after he starts to gradually realize that this is not 
an ideal yeah. place to be. And it's not going to end well. It's it's like it's genuinely stressful and it's genuinely satisfying by the end of it. And both those two together on stage as individual actors, James Conney and and Kathy Bates are fucking amazing. But those two together in that movie, it, it's uh, it's incredibly upsetting and uh, a very very good movie and a wonderful movie to watch as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I might make one. this my New Year's watch. Have you not seen it, Chris? No, I, I remember the trailers, but I, so I don't know what happens at the end. Another good first date oh, movie. Watch it with the... Yeah, it's movie. tremendous. It's really tremendous. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there's something about an overweight, middle-aged woman that is wants to murder people because she's obsessed with something. Uh, a delusional, <laughs> overweight woman, and 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 to Kathy Bates, like uh, Dolores Claiborne is actually worth mentioning as well. It's a good companion piece to uh, Misery, which is also Stephen King and Kathy Bates. Mm-hmm. There, there was a there was a TV show over here on the Hulu for a couple of years recently called Castle Rock that didn't get a lot of play, didn't get a lot of got canceled after two seasons, but it was like they made up stories in the Stephen King universe. It was cool, it was fun, but like the second season was basically. Annie from Misery, but young. That was good. It was real messed up. Mm, spank bank. Spank <laughs> bank material. Like she's gonna hobble a man when she gets older. Damn. That's one. That's one thing I always wanted to see is what is young Annie Wilkes. Um, what does that look like? It's played by it's played by Lizzie Kaplan, who is pretty hot. I like Lizzie Kaplan. I would kick her out of bed for eating crackers or nothing. Now. Well, All right. So Misery. It's a good one. All right. Mm. Are, is that meet your approval, Crude Rude Dude? Ooh, that, yeah. Yeah. That's the first one on your list that would make the cut, in my opinion. <laughs> so, so you you said that if it's got snow in it, it's a Christmas film. So Dreamcatcher 2 would be. A, oh, yeah. A I didn't even think film. about it. You're right. Dreamcatcher, <laughs> The Shining. <Yay. laughs> the Dreamcatcher, I thought you were going to say The Shining. Yeah. Well, I do watch that on Christmas, around Christmas, too, is The Shining because it has snow in it. You can watch um, Train to Busan. <laughs> That has snow, it's right? Not, no, I don't think so. You can watch that James Bond so. movie where they're like skiing. Is that, That's like, not. A, that doesn't make it a Christmas movie. Her, Maj- Her Majesty's Secret Service. That one. <laughs> that one is a Christmas movie. Yeah, That's a Christmas. Sure movie. Right. I love the Christmas uh-huh. James Bond movies. The Thing is a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, great Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. If it has snow, Perfect. it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> what did you? What else? What's it got, Chris? What else you got? What's what's? Tell, give right. us something good. So so you know. Having watched a few more that I had never seen, I, I thought I'm going to have to go for the one that is top on this list. And now, bearing in mind that I used to just get mixed up between Carrie and Christine, I didn't know what was what. I didn't know. I knew one of them was about a car. That was about it. I thought, well, I, I watched Carrie. I mean, I've seen the cover. I've, you know, what the covers look like. Anyway, so I wasn't, even though it was top on the list, I wasn't really expecting that much from it. I just sort of thought, 1976 is it still going to hold up and even though it's a very weird start it certainly I was like okay I wasn't expecting some of these bits from Stephen King I guess and yeah like it really still worked for me I was absolutely gripped throughout as to I suppose I like the way he shows the mixture of um like her mother being religious, but it's because she's messed up 
because of what's mm-hmm. happened to her. And she's she thinks she's trying to help her daughter. You know, she's so convinced that she's trying to save her that she's actually hurting her. But then how the dynamic changes throughout. So so it's about halfway through and I was thinking, oh, this is great, but I'm definitely not going to watch this again. This is hard. Like, But yeah, and then as it turns, it's like, wow, that's, you know, it's, it's really good and psychic abilities are great. And, and yeah, and then like the way they did the scene with the pig's blood and it, it was such a long build. And I was like, I was thinking, mm. this is all, it's almost, it's going to be terrible. But I don't know. And even, even with the way they did the sound, they're sort of repeating it over and over. And it just, somehow it just worked so well. And the Palma yeah. is a genius. Yeah. This era of Brian the Palma builds awesome. tension like, yeah. a, like a motherfucker. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. What else? Is there anything else that I would know that he's done? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, raising Cain, Phantom of uh, Paradise, Scarface, um, Scarface, Phantom of the Paradise. You've seen Chris? What was it? Phantom of the Paradise. The... Oh, okay. Yeah. Chris, you're uh, you're you seem like a pretty musical. like highbrow guy. I think you need to dive into De Palma. <laughs> if you like, you like like Argento. Was it Argento that you're a fan of? We uh, was that Suspiria? Like, no, That's no, yeah. no. Wait, no. Was, you liked uh, what's his name? The guy that does uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yes, um, Aronofsky. Aronofsky. Aronofsky, Aronofsky yes, I mean, yes, yes. Yeah, no, I do. And do I'm not like saying him. De Palma's Aronofsky, yeah. but it is like it is it's more long... sophisticated filmmaking with disturbing themes. Uh, the thing about Carrie for me is like I have a love hate with De Palma's like pre-credit jump scares, <clears throat> and I think the mm. Carrie one is kind of unnecessary, but it's fine. It's fine. And De Palma does that a lot. You'll see it in a lot of his movies. But uh, okay. I'll, I'll send you a list. De Palma's like my kind of new love of the last few years. So um, I had only ever seen like Scarface and Phantom of the Paradise. Now I'm doing kind of a deep dive, but and Carrie for that matter. But anyway, uh, that's a so, yeah, solid choice. Look, well, it, yeah, I mean, it, it. I guess it surprised me. I was not expecting it to be as good as I still found it to be. So, um, but that did push off Shawshank. I was. You know that would have had to be my top wow. because right. because when I saw it, that just blew me away. I, you know, as you were saying, Adam, and even though it's, it's not horror, but yeah, um, Clancy Brown's on my screen right now as an asshole fucking guard. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's right now, it's great. You're watching Carrie Love right this now. Shit. No, I'm watching Shawshank so Redemption right now. It's on. It's on Tubi. I put it on after Maximum Overdrive. Right. <laughs> well, we yeah. three kings. That's that's. The, I was going to say that's the natural. Stephen King double bill there, maximum Listen, this is better than Jason X and Sleepwalkers. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> That's, true. Right? That's very true, actually. The more I think about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, with, with Carrie Chris, I mean, Sissy SpaceX. Mm, yeah, great, yeah. Unbelievable. Piper Laurie is the mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just. John Travolta. Yeah. No, so, yeah, yeah, that was that was a surprise. I mean, it's, it's not his best role. I guess that was one of his very early ones. But yeah. It's before he was he a did. Scientologist. It, he hadn't found his footing yeah. yet. It's just aged really <sighs> well, I think. Uh, you know, like of those, as you were saying, like his, his very first um, a movie adaptations of kind of the 70s where he had mm. that first surgence. Um, yeah, I think Carrie's just aged phenomenally well. It's so such oh, a good film. timeless, yeah. Yeah. You, could, you could show that to your children and they'd be like, this is a great movie. <laughs> <but you're> great. <laughs> my, 
might wait a couple of years, but yeah. I mean, I should make <laughs> maximum. Like, maximum overdrive is a better bet than that. Than maybe. <laughs> They're all going to laugh at you. It, interesting. No one's mentioned mm-hmm. anything from Creep Show yet. I mean, I I mentioned it before. I'd said it. I said that I, uh, for me, like it was. I, I picked the dark half over Creep Show. Just because I figured everybody else would say creep show and not writing the fucking bullet. So, <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't put creep show on the list, but it's there. It's up there. You know? Creep show is for not, it was one of those ones I bought X rental from a, uh, like a blockbuster and mm-hmm. literally just watched it so many times that in the end, the cassette was fucking unwatchable. It was right. I literally killed it. And a creep show too, as well. Like they're both just outstanding. I think um, they're both equal. Uh, speaking of creep show too, I mean, let's just can we talk about the raft real quick? Mm. Um, that's, oh yeah, that's uh, that's off Skeleton Crew, uh, short book of short stories by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the Skeleton Crew. Um, but I was in first grade when my father read that to me as a bedtime story. Mm. <laughs> um, and I, I, if I'm lying, I'm dying. That happened. <laughs> and I always talk about how like I wasn't really a horror fan till later in life because I was horrified of it like so early. <laughs> I saw The Shining way too early. My father read me The Raft. Um, it explains so much. But, but it anyway, all went in the. What's that? It all went in there, and it, then it came back yeah. a little bit later. Now it's coming out in man-child podcasting online <laughs> in my 40s. <laughs> uh, Amen to that. Yeah, so Creep Show, obviously. Like, there's just... Uh, did we get through everyone's top three yet? No, Liam. Uh, Lee, Lee, yeah. right, yeah. Let's yeah. do Lee. What could it be? Go, let's go, do go. a retrospective what? after we're done with Lee here. Yeah. I have them all written down. I have them all written down. Uh, yeah, so my last one is another, again, from the very bottom of the pile that's been falling. No, well, wait, 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 wait. But I think is a little underappreciated masterpiece. Um, so it's it's not well regarded, but my last one is Needful Things. Needful um, Things. I really like Needful Things. I've only seen it a, a few times, but it's a really good film. Um mm. For anyone who doesn't know the story, I, I don't know. I don't know this. It's one. a great less. It's a great parable about yes mm. material. He wasn't asking you, Bobby. Yes, Same. yeah, yeah. That is no, no. It he's right. That is, that's exactly what it is. So, so the idea is a, a store opens in a small town, um, and everyone. It, it's kind of antiques and curios and stuff, and everyone who goes in there finds the perfect thing that they want, mm. and. Max von Sydow runs the shop. Oh yeah, fucking Sydow, man! And sells them the thing that they want at a price they can afford, mm. but he will sell it to them at a lot less than it's worth. But you also have to do him a favour, and uh-huh. the favours are basically to fuck with other people in town. And so he's uh-huh. he's kind of his main plan is to get everybody in town to fuck with everybody else until in the end everyone in the town is out murdering each other because nobody quite knows why they're doing I was going to say like this but they seem fairly innocent do we know why he wants to do that just it's just just his thing it's never totally given away but there is an implication that he is the devil yeah okay yeah um, and you see it in him as well. So he looks very, he looks like Max von Sydow, but like, <laughs> not say, really, like, he's he was typecast. With. But like, when you see him outside of the shop, like his teeth keep getting worse and his nails keep getting worse. And you can see he's, you know, sort mm. of, yeah, 
uh, sort of degrading as time goes on. But yeah, he so he's basically just setting everybody up against one another with this very oh, mm, you know, Machiavellian plan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's just, I, I, it's it's really good. It's brilliant. Uh, and Ed Harris is in it. Who uh-huh. I, I love Ed Harris, but I find him again. I find him really difficult to take seriously because of his dancing in Creep Show. Like once you've seen <laughs> that, that is all you can ever see is that. Like hey, he made a very strong career after that fucking dance scene, you know. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, you can say that dance scene, that dance scene made his career, you know. Everybody hired at Harris, they know he's got fucking moves. He may not have hair, but he's got moves. <laughs> I liked him in that Romero movie about jousting on motorcycles. Oh yeah, Night Riders. Night Riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. okay, so I have a question. Hold on, real quick. So I, I wanted to watch the Evil Things, and I haven't seen it in forever, and I do <laughs> always remember liking it, right? But now, Lee, because you put it in your list, I'm really worried about watching. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's, it's the one that I totally, as I say, they, they were the ones from the bottom, but I th- remember really enjoying it. So I was like, maybe I'm going to rewatch it and, and find that I was mistaken. But no, I, I thought it was really good. It was really solid. Oh, look at that cat. Sorry, mm-hmm. King is holding up an adorable cat. Um, yeah, that's, that's the Moogle, yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking no, of sleepwalkers no. again. Yeah. Please don't have sex with that cat later. Adam. <laughs> Comes back around. <laughs> it's, it's so much better than a lot of the films at the bottom of the. And that's the that's the thing. I think people will potentially look at the films at the top of the list and not make it to the bottom. And if you miss out on mm. the things, yeah. I think you are missing out on a a really enjoyable, a very clever. It is a parable, and it's it a is morality tale. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's, it seems really rem- reminiscent of um, something wicked this way comes. Yes, that's a, yes. yes, that's exactly what it reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I nearly, I was almost convinced as well. I, I, obviously, I know that um, something wicked this way comes isn't Stephen King. It's um, Ray Bradbury, isn't it? Ray Bradbury, that's it. Because uh, mm, he okay. even voices it. But yeah, it's got such a close tie. I wrote that down in my initial list. Oh, something wicked this one. And then I was like, oh, no, it isn't. That's Ray Bradbury. I can't <laughs> Which I was gutted about because I love that film. But, yeah. It's so, a yeah. good one. I, I need to – I need that is on my list if I'm actually going to watch it because I haven't seen it in so long and I really have been wanting to. I'm like, is that one good? Is it Because it's not – like you said, it's not as loved as some of the others that were on me and Adam's list. But uh, it's it's. I remember it being good, you know. I remember it being a great, uh, great film. Yeah, um, and it yeah. certainly doesn't seem to deserve its place as third with the other two that you <laughs> watched. Like, <laughs> it's the top of the third. To be fair, you, you so may I'm have redeemed it. yourself with this. Just about only just. Yeah. Um, one quick honorable mention that could have made my list is Gary Busey and Corey Hain in Silver Bullet. The I tried movie. to track that down. I've got I it on DVD and I cannot find it for the life of me because I was desperate to watch it for this and I couldn't find it, it anywhere. It has a very like 80s kids horror thing going on. Almost it sounds like, like werewolves, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. It's it's almost like Stephen King's kind of uh, like, I don't know, like Monster Squad or Fright Night. I was about to say Monster Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where it's kids trying to kind of figure out what's going on, which was a kind of a thing that went on quite a bit in the 80s but uh silver there's Bullet a kid just... with a wheelchair he's got a super powered wheelchair that his uncle gary Busey made for him it's fucking awesome <laughs> right there's that um mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but there's so many great, insane Gary Busey lines in that movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Just why, like, I want, what's his name? Uncle Uncle Rico? No, I don't remember his name. Everett McGill is the is in it. Everett McGill. Yeah. From, from wild turkey like it's going out of fashion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, that's one of my honorable mentions. I don't know if anyone else wants to throw anything else out there. Um, let me just go over something real quick, okay? okay? So I'm looking at the list that we wrote up. And now let me let me mention some of the ones that did not make anybody's top of lists. Uh, oh, the the Shining. Ones. The Shining, right? Stand By Me, okay? Christine, Creepshow, Firestarter, It, Children of the Corn, Pet Cemetery, The Green Mile, uh, fucking Doctor Sleep, fucking Silver Bullet. All those are better than than a bunch of the movies we fucking saw. Also, uh, if you like Creep Show and you haven't seen Cat's Eye, mm. oh fucking Cat's fucking Eye, top dude, notch, top notch. The James Wood well. one, and then of course the Drew Barrymore with the little goblin under her bed is. Just, oh, the goblin uh, still haunts me. Or whatever it is, day. it's a gremlin or mm. a leprechaun so, or something. Just to excuse myself, I haven't seen most of those, so I'll maybe when, when I've watched them, yeah, when I've watched them, Save then yourself I the shining. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> is it? Right. Is the hill he wants to die on? So you and Stephen King apparently. So it, yeah, you, you, you think you're saying writing the bullet is better than the shining? Lee? <laughs> oh, no, no, writing the bullet is a turd. Um, the Shining is uh, the Shining again has got that thing of it. I think it would have made a great part in an anthology, and I know the Simpsons I, did it. Yeah, exactly. True. Simpsons I, did it. I know everyone's going to say, you know, it's the and I like a good slow burn, and that's absolutely what it is. But it's just too slow for me, and it's just too drawn out and I it just bores the absolute tits. I think I think the interesting thing I got showing showing it to Claire was it's now become like a spotting a spotting film where you're like, oh "Oh, that's that thing I've seen in this. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. oh they did that in they did that obviously they did the shinning in The Simpsons, but there's like, oh yeah, they did the twins in spaced and they did that bit in this. And much much like the sort of the the Exorcist or whatever like that, but The Shining has a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's an episode of South Park that's basically The Shining where he's running a blockbuster. Randy runs yeah. a blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. And that's basically The Shining. And that, that's all the things. So Claire was like much more, oh, I, I know this as it's ricocheted through pop culture. Sort of Popular thing. culture everywhere, yeah. And it's, it has got some fantastic scenes, but they are all 20 to 25 minutes between each other. And I just end up snoozing all the way through it, and it just drives me well, nuts. Well, kicking it back to miniseries, I'm glad no one mentioned the Shining miniseries with the guy from Wings. Uh, Another Mick Garris. Uh, was that a Mick Garris? That's Mick Garris, yeah. And then, Good and, God. That was, Mick, well, I just, stop. I remember watching that, and my dad would be like, this is exactly like the book. I'm like, the book sounds like it's fucking terrible, but it's not. <laughs> I have read the book. That's the other one I've read. That's a scary fucking book. Um, and then the other mini series I wanted to just bring up briefly, which I remember watching pretty fondly, pretty regularly as a child. Nope, not the Langoliers, but uh, Storm of the Century. No, no, no. Tommy Knockers. Tommy Knockers. And yeah. w- when I had COVID, I tried. I was like, "This is a perfect opportunity to revisit Tommy Knockers," and I made it 
35 minutes out of <laughs> six hours or however it's long it's not very good yeah, it's, it's just like oh, it was aliens the whole time that make ghosts in the town. I don't, I don't even remember. It was, it's very not good. It's very not good. Tom. It was like that movie Phantoms with Ben Affleck, and I can't even say oh, which one's yeah. better because they're both terrible. I'm okay. keen to know actually. Um, so, so obviously, I think if if we were all if we'd all followed the criteria that we'd been given from the off, and we'd done our actual favorites, I think it would be the top of the list for the majority of us with Shining. Um, but what did you all think of the remake? What, Dr. Sleep? No, no, no sorry. It. So the It remake. It, oh, okay, okay. I, I'm glad that you, you mentioned this because I've, I've been having this conversation with a few people recently. So with both the original and the remake. Now, the original directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who directed mm. fucking Halloween 3. And I put this together, like, both those movies scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Like... Yeah. Tommy Lee Wallace got me at a primal level. And I've shown my son both it and Halloween three. And he says, that's not scary, dad, but whatever. <laughs> um, the thing about it is with the original and the remake, the first half with the kids is great. Yeah. It's tense. Mm. It's fucking scary. It's got and then bullies. they turn into adults. It's got bull- greaser bullies. Then they turn into adults and it gets boring as fuck. Like they just can't, they can't, repair that like nobody's and i'm sure that's how it is in the book like it doesn't get better i think that like the 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 casting of the adults in both of those versions is just almost insufferable for the most part it's it doesn't it doesn't work as well right 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 i mean one of the main reasons i am a clown now is because of it because it scared (laughs) me so bad i became a clown it scared me into clownhood yeah I think it affected a lot of people that way, you know, it, uh, uh, that sort of, you know, uh, people of our age. But yeah, the, <laughs> that was my name, yeah. <laughs> the the first the first one of the remake I enjoyed way more than I thought I w- I would. The second one yeah. I was just like, let's fucking get this over with, please. Oh, it's exactly mm-hmm. the same thing with the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's kind of like the books, to be honest. If you think about it, it was like, all right, right. let's let's pick up the pace here. But um, there are some key moments, uh, true kinder trauma moments in the original It miniseries. For example, I will mm. never forget the uh, the Chinese restaurant scene with like the yep. chicken fetus and the and the eyeball and the uh, yeah. and the fortune cookie, all and that kind of. Just to st- make a make a mention of that though, like that was done so much better in the original because oh, yeah. they yeah. did it in the remake. They had it all CGI. Mm. And Didn't they like shit. break into like, song and dance or something in the remake? <laughs> it is something stupid. I was like. Oh no! What it was? It was they, Ed Harris. It was Ed Harris they, they, dancing. No, they tried. Yeah, right. They tried to make Dance it into around. like a kind of like a weird, like uh, almost like a Judd Apatow comedy sequence thing. Where they're like, "What's going on right now?" You know, it's like, "No, dude, this is supposed to be ominous and terrifying." Horrible. Don't put mm. Bill Hader in there making creepy right. little lines. I don't care about right. that right now. I think. I think that the thing I always think with the original is just the fact that. Um, Pennywise looks like he could turn up at your kid's party, which is yes. weirdly yes. scarier than well, I'm not going to let this prick through the door. Right. He's like about right. eight foot tall with fucking razors for teeth. Fuck off. But right. you could get I him in and then the it's that direction. sort of insidiousness of right. you need that he becomes juxtaposition. more horrible. And, well, it's how he draws the children in, isn't it? I mean, that's the whole mm. idea of it, is that he's a clown, so it draws the children because it makes them comfortable. Yeah, whereas in the remake, I mean, don't get me wrong, that guy did such an amazing job um, 
like his physicality for what they'd obviously asked him to do. But as you say, like children wouldn't find it kind of endearing and be drawn near him because right. he's fucking mm. terrifying. Trust me, yeah. I know. I, I go through this. <laughs> I almost bought a. Uh, I came so close to buying a. It was a Hawaiian shirt I found online, but it had like Freddy Krueger and Jason and Michael Myers on it, but it had the new Pennywise on it. I'm like, nope, I don't want, hey, I don't want any no, part of that Give me shit. fucking Tim Curry. Or yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Tim Curry. Say, we might have something to talk about here. Yeah. So if you've, if you've listened, I know you've heard me rant and rave about it, Bobby and uh, San Marcos, the street that has all the Halloween stuff on it at Halloween. There's like 200 kids. So somebody this year crawled into one of the sewers. <laughs> it was dressed like a clown and had a red balloon just like sticking up from the oh, sewer. It was calling wow. kids over and throwing candy to them. That's that is that shit's amazing. And that wasn't you. You didn't think of that first. It wasn't me. It was not me. No. How's the design so that small children don't pass through them easily? <laughs> yes. Fair enough. We Fair try enough. to create lawsuits sense. here because it's profitable. Uh, waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. So to make America great. I, th- I think them. what we've done. I think what we might have done here as well is. We've done the mistake of a, a jam band in that it's like we're all playing a solo. <laughs> and so someone forgot to do the rhythm track. So the, what, that's why we haven't had Creep Show and right, we haven't right. had The Shining. Yes. <laughs> right, 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 right. One, I, one I'd totally forgotten about, though. Has anyone seen Apt Pupil? Yes. Yes. Apt Pupil is very good. I that's watched that recently. Yeah, yeah. I love a good again. Nazi next door movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. a Nazi next door movie. Back to and Monster Squad again. It that, I think it would be much more popular. Right. The Nazi next door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the verbs, you know, you got uh, so many. There was uh, so many. Yeah, there's so many. But uh yeah, the 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 it the it remake I feel pretty much exactly more or less exa- one thing I want to bring up about that real quick is um do you remember the backlash when you first saw those shots as of Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise? Like from people of our generation were just like, what the fuck is this? Because like you said mm. earlier, like you want a clown that would be at a birthday party. You don't want an evil looking. I want ugly Tim Curry, not beautiful Bill Skarsgård playing my. Right. I think right. a, lot, a lot of the time when people were moaning about it, a lot of people were replying saying, oh, don't be daft. That's obviously when he becomes right evil yeah. in the thing. And it's like, no, he actually starts off. No, it's, it's undeniably like <laughs> that's what people know as Pennywise now for, for most people now because mm. um, of the remake. But, oh, you're absolutely right. I'd never thought of it like that before. But making him evil or look evil in the majority of the movie, he does look like one of those weird, like, like trap, like those early traveling, creepy Italian mm. circus clowns. It's not like a modern. Right. No. It's not, I want Krusty the Clown, evil Krusty the Clown. I don't want. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was what worked like with we, the Tim Curry one. Like, it just, it was, it like, he was just like a, a like a, a genuine kids entertaining clown. Yeah, yes. And he had right. the appearance and he was telling the crap jokes and the stupid like, ha 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 ha. Like, like, but it was the fact that he was in the wrong place and it was the things that were happening around him that were sinister. Yeah. You could yeah. see an evil-looking clown living in a sewer in the in the in the gutter. You don't want to see a pleasant-looking fun clown. That's even scary. Yeah. Well, if you mm. if if you saw like the evil-looking clown like in the new one in the sewer, you're like fuck no. But if you see the regular 
happy looking uh, fighter. Hey, buddy, like, you need some help? You... Why are you down there? Yeah, how did call you the fire get department? down there, pal? Yeah, what do you need? Oh, now you you're winter big in a guy. He'll flop too. <laughs> um, I, I do I just want to go back just very quickly while we're talking about it. I know we mentioned it briefly earlier, but Stand By Me is just, I know it isn't horror, um, and obviously I was going more towards the, the horror adaptations, um, but that film is... Oh, that was the rule. That was the rule. The other three best... The, the horror adaptations had to be that you missed that part. Huh? Okay. The lard ass scene is pretty horrifying with the uh, the, the fucking pie. pie oh, the pie yeah. Oh, god. Yeah. But it's such a. It's just such a. Again, like we were saying, like a timeless movie where nothing about it ages it, and it's such a fantastic cast of people who who, who went on to really prove their chops. Like Rob, um, like yeah, Corey Feldman. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and River Phoenix, R.I.P. Yeah, God bless yeah, you're him. right. Keep, that's where I get my Kiefer Sutherland bully trope. Uh, is from Stand by Me. He's great in that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it has a lot of really good. Uh, uh, what's the guy from uh, Will Wheaton's in it? Corey, yeah. Feldman, Jerry oh, yeah. Young, Young Jerry O'Connell, and then of course, yeah, it's very. It's it has a all star cast of young '80s starlets or or stars. Starlet made it sound weird. You know what I mean? It did make it sound weird, Bobby. Young 80s star fruit. <laughs> if you're going to watch, if you're going to watch, well, I don't know. There's a lot. But for the the dark half, man, watch the fucking dark half. I swear to God, y'all will not be disappointed with that. But I mean, if you haven't seen like Firestarter or Christine or fucking any of that, you need to watch all that. Yeah, so you I need to ta- watch. I can take a look at Firestarter. Yeah, Firestarter's there. It's okay. Uh, uh, Christine, again, is another one of those that I saw probably in the 90s um, and hadn't seen again. And then I bought it uh, two years ago, maybe on Blu-ray and rewatched it. Yeah. And it just holds up. It's one of them. Like we, it, It's one of the both. I wouldn't call it an overlooked Stephen King. It's a Bachman, I believe. Uh, Christine's one of yeah, his first books. I think, it is. I think it's one of the great overlooked John Carpenter movies. Like you, you yeah. do the, the list, the John Carpenter list, and like for whatever reason, Christine doesn't generally like mm. come up very often. And I'm like, no, that's a fucking great movie. Like it's very good. It's like another one of those kind of Stephen T. King morality tales as well, where you know the evil of the you know the desire kind of takes over or whatever. But all right, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely <laughs> need to see it. It's it, again, it's another one of that. A bit like I, I wanted to mention the Mangler as well. I've not seen the Mangler. But it was one of those when somebody first told me about it, I was like, you know, you're pulling my leg. This is not a horror film about yep. a a clothes drying piece of equipment which murders people. Like that can't really be a film. But it is. And it's the same with Christine. Like the idea that there's a possessed car. It's ludicrous, but it, it's still sinister. It, it They managed to pull it off. It's but the, uh, the mangler is one of those moments where my pretension got the better of me in that I never saw The Mangler when it first came out because, like you say, that sounds fucking stupid. And it's like, oh, Robert Englund's in it. Yeah, but he's not playing Freddy Krueger. And he's going to... Oh, he's over the top. He's always over the top. But this is... And, yeah, so I never watched it. Then it came out on Blu-ray a little while back and someone reviewed it saying it was like Kafka had made a horror movie in so much as it was about... The sort of you know how bureaucracy feeds the workers to the machine, and I was getting, I was you know, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it, I'm 
I feel I'm in safe company. I was getting some strong commie vibes, and I was like, I'm going to watch this. And no, it's a load of old shit about a <laughs> manga what? that comes to life and it's kills exactly people what you and, ru- <laughs> and Robert England's over the top. So those initial reviews I saw back in the 90s were right. And then someone <laughs> lied to me and appealed to my intellectual better nature and failed <laughs> to deliver quite spectacularly on the manga. <laughs> Dog shit. Any, anything else to touch on Stephen King? Uh, we're recording in this not during Christmas time. I'm going to let the cat out of the bag right now. Hey, I'm watching Misery right now, and it's snowing, so it's a Christmas movie. There you go. There you go. You I've never seen rule. Misery. It's on my shelf and has been for the last yep. 15 years. I'll watch Misery, man. To... But, you, but you picked up Riding the Bullet again, Lee. What the fuck, I man? Adam, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> let Lee we... have his I... subjective opinions. I, I am you sorry. I, I am. thought. I thought we were going to end up in a, you know, in a, a Simpsons type situation again, where <laughs> yeah, we'd all right, we did, yeah. the same half a dozen things. So I was trying, but then we all tried to think outside the box, and we all missed the target. But uh, I'm gonna be honest, I thought I was going to get a lot of shit no, for thinking the outside Adams the box. Adams did great. The Adams did fine. <laughs> the Adams did just fine. Thank you. That we did, sir. <laughs> well, uh, who watched who, the dark half? All y'all. But please first watch Misery. <laughs> yeah, watch Misery first. It's got Lauren Bacall, and she's still a fox in this. You she's said it's a Christmas film, so oh. I'm going to give it another two weeks, and I'm going to put it on in December. <laughs> oh, one real quick semi-modern Stephen King I just want to mention, and I love this Dr. movie. Dr. Sleep. No. Dr. Sleep. It's a great movie. Uh, haunting movie. movie, 1408 with John Cusack and, and Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I, I love that movie. I just want to throw that out there. Um, I think it's one of his stronger film adaptations, but anyway. I haven't seen that. You I need to give it another yeah. watch. I've only seen it once, so I need to... But I remember being quite taken with it at the time, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, any final thoughts? Any Jerry Springer final thoughts? <laughs> Be good to each other. Yeah, you do. This has been the Welcome to Everyone podcast. Which, this is like our Treehouse of Horror episode that we do every year, but we both we do it together, you know. Whereas this last year we literally did Treehouse of Horror, so. Right, exactly, that's where I got the idea, yeah, yeah. So we're just doing that it, it, once a year or twice a year, whatever the fuck we want. We feel like it, goddammit. Great Yeah, set. Stephen King, yeah! M- Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. It, Misery is great. Kathy Bates is a. Uh, she's not as much of a fox as Lauren McCall, but she's all right. She's all right. All right, all I'm right. gonna go be a dad. You have a good night, guys. All right, bye. Thanks, right, thanks man. everyone. Lovely to see you. Cheers, that buddy. Was fun. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here comes Later. the Christmas music after that conversation. <laughs> all right. See you guys later. Mm. Take care, man. Thanks. See you later, man. Let's do it more Cheers. often. Thanks, guys. Yeah, definitely.